Warning, the following podcast features views and opinions that are not representative of the collective views of the Whispers groups. Some of these views may not be suitable for children. Accordingly, the producers and hosts of the Missy AE podcast must insist that no one attempt to take anything that is being said as representative of the views of any of the Whispers groups. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Missy AE podcast. I am your host, Steve Kent. Tonight, we bring to you Sports Whispers Weekly, where we talk about the sports for the duration of the show. Uh, we have a lot on the agenda tonight. Of course, we have the Super Bowl to talk about between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, we will get our picks for tonight's uh, or, or for tomorrow's uh, big fiesta, as well as maybe a couple of prop bets as well, because uh, there are a few, uh, along with every, big, uh, with every big game, there's usually some prop bets to go along with it. Uh, we will talk some no uh, NFL coaching. We'll also talk some NFL coaching hires. Uh, we'll cover the NBA trade deadline. And we also have an update on the Vince McMahon situation. That's right. It looks like even more information is starting to come out uh, in, in regards to that. So uh, we also there, – there's also quite a, quite a bit of uh, trades that, that went on, not just in the NBA, but also uh, through Major League Baseball as well o- over this past week. Uh, but first off, as a reminder, you can subscribe to the Missy AE podcast by going to blogtalkradio.com slash Missy AE, or you can subscribe to us on any of our major podcast networks like iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and any of our major uh, other major podcast networks. Baloo, uh, it's a huge week this week. Super yep. Bowl, uh, the Super Bowl is tomorrow. Yeah, uh, I know there's. I know there's probably a whole bunch of commercials that have already leaked probably uh, for yes, there was. for the Super Bowl. Uh, I know one in particular I'm most looking forward to is the new Deadpool uh, trailer that's supposed to be coming out tomorrow. Um, clone. That's exactly what it is. Deadpool is a Spider-Man clone. That's all it is. Eh, I wouldn't exactly say that because Spider-Man can't grow back limbs. Well, all right. But regardless, though, uh, there's uh, obviously, you know, there's two things that people watch the Super Bowl for. Uh, No, not Taylor Swift. They watch for the game, and they also watch for the commercials. So I'm sure there's going to be a ton of of stuff. I believe tomorrow's the game starts at, at what, three, or does it start at six? Well, depending on what coast you live on, three on the West Coast and six on the East Coast. Actually, it's more close to 630. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot. I, I completely forgot. Uh, Super Bowl has always, has always been uh, been one of the uh, one of the later games. Uh, so now we we do have. Uh, first off, we do have the Super Bowl uh, referee. For uh, for this for this year's matchup, and uh, this one ha- has a little bit of experience. Um, in particular, uh, we have Bill Vinovich, 
who was, uh, this is his third Super Bowl. He was previously the referee for the last time these two teams matched up in 2020, uh, as well as the 2015 Super Bowl, which saw New England uh, hold on to defeat Seattle. Uh, as far as any other parts of the uh, officiating crew, there's, I mean, let's be honest, the only person I know on this officiating crew is Bill Vinovich. Uh, but uh, this, could, this could very well be Andy Reid's potential last NFL game as a head coach. Uh, obviously, obviously, Kyle Shanahan has been to the Super Bowl before uh, with multiple teams. Uh, previously with the Atlanta Falcons, losing to the Patriots. Uh, he was the offensive coordinator, I believe, at the time. And obviously, uh, back in 2020 with uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Um, but let's get, let's get your thoughts, Lou, on Andy Reid. Uh, do you think this could potentially be his last, uh, his, his last NFL game as a head coach? Well, pretty much. I mean, you know, he is getting up there in years and whatnot. So I think that, um, it does look to be a spot song. I mean, how much do you think he's got left in him? To be honest. So, um, all intents and purposes, win or lose. Yeah. I think this is the end of the line. Yeah, I mean it is it is definitely a fair thi- a fair thing to suggest when you consider when you consider the fact that uh you know Andy Reid has been in the NFL since well quite frankly since the early 90s when he started yeah. off uh as a assistant offensive line coach with the Green Bay Packers and he was also a tight ends coach. Basically, he was almost every sort of offensive coach with the Packers all the way up until uh, 99 when he was hired by the Eagles as their head coach. And mm-hmm. obviously he stayed there till 2012. And then 2013, he became the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know, we we know what he's done with Kansas City ever since uh, he joined Kansas City. Uh, two-time yeah, Super Bowl champion. You know, has the time to become a three-time Super Bowl champion. Uh, you know, he's a former coach of the year. That's another thing. We'll cover the uh, NFL awards uh, coming up as well. Um, yeah. Technically, if you look at it, he's a three-time Super Bowl champion because he was also an assistant coach. He won uh, a Super Bowl in Super Bowl thirty-one with the Green Bay oh, Packers yeah. against the New England Patriots as an assistant coach. Yeah. But – as his career record stands right now, 258 wins, 144 losses, and one tie uh, in the regular season for a career uh, record of 64.1 win percentage. Uh, and as far as the postseason goes, you know, he's a career 61% winner at 25 and 16. So, Obviously, you know, he's up there to begin with when it comes to head coaches in yeah, in the NFL in NFL history. Uh but where do you think this will put him? Uh if he wins yet another Super Bowl with Kansas City, it'll be it'll be his third potential Super Bowl win in the last 5 years. 
Well, he's, he's has to be ranked up there as one of the greatest of all time. Of course, let's not uh, presume that he's going to win, actually, because I do think, you know, there are some factors that might uh, go on with that. But I think he'll be ranked as one of the greatest coaches of all time if, I do say if, Kansas City wins tomorrow. That's true. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you have you have coaches like Bill Belichick. I'm still I'm still stunned by the way that Belichick uh, is, does not have a team uh, this uh, next year. Um, yeah, but you know, you, you still you see uh, coaches who have had uh, who have had runs in the, uh, throughout their career. Uh, yes. And you know Andy Reid. It took him a while, but I mean, you know, three Super Bowls in the, uh, three three potential Super Bowl wins in the last five years. And actually, if you if you look at it in general, he's been to the Super Bowl four times in the last five years, losing to Tampa Bay in 2020. So, I mean, it's an incredible run. Uh, that he's had with Patrick Mahomes uh, at quarterback, uh, and obviously you know Travis Kelsey, the the big uh, this era's version of Brady and Gronk in Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Uh, but you know one of the things I'm wondering though, Lou, is could we see San Francisco double team Travis Kelsey tomorrow? Because it's obvious. That Travis Kelsey is is Pat, Patrick Mahomes' number one uh, receiver. Yes, I think there's a good chance that they'll try to double team uh, Kansas City with that. You know, you you got them, but you got you know Brock <laughs> uh, and uh, McCaffrey on the on the uh, 49ers side. So um, you know, this looks to be like they could double team very very easily. Yeah, it would definitely, in in my opinion, it would be uh, it, it would it would definitely be to San Francisco's benefit. I feel if they were yeah. uh, to if they were to double team Kelsey, take Kelsey out of the picture, then yes. you basically have to deal with Marquez Valdez Scantling, Rasheed Rice, uh, McCall Hardman. You know, it's. You can't basically you 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 have to you have to limit Kansas City somehow on the offensive side and I mean Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes is gonna Patrick Mahomes is gonna be the magic man regardless but if you take out one of his uh, or if you take away one of his top options you know that leaves him with very little uh, very little room for error. So to speak. Okay. Now, yeah, as far as the injury to... report, I'm sorry. What was that? You're gonna have to if you're gonna if you're gonna beat him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Uh, you're you're definitely you're gonna need to really uh, to to really basically uh, isolate Kansas City's offense, if anything. Yeah. Uh, and Travis Kelsey, he's always been the difference maker for the most part when it comes to them. Oh, yeah. uh, now, as far as the injury report goes, uh, the Niners are pretty much healthy. The Chiefs, mm-hmm. they're without uh, all-pro guard Joe Tooney. 
who is out with a pectoral muscle, uh, with a pectoral tear. He was out for the uh, AFC title game as well. Uh, and they'll be without their line, their offensive lineman, Prince Tega Wanalko, uh, who is out with a quad injury. Uh, not to mention, they also are without one of their uh, one of their big uh, edge rushers as well. So Kansas City is definitely the more banged up of these two teams. Yeah. Uh, although obviously, you know, it, in in a true. For, for a true Super Bowl winning team, it's it's basically next man up, essentially, in in right. this uh, in this situation. Uh, you know, obviously, like I said, we saw these two teams face off in the Super Bowl back in 2019, and <clears throat> in my opinion, I just I feel like these are you know the this is a completely different San Francisco 49ers team this uh this season. So I'm not sure if I would expect a 31 to 20 score again, you know, if Kansas City were to win. Uh I, I think I think it's closer. You think it'll be closer? Yeah, I see it. I see it as what we call a grudge match. Yeah, I, I would I would I would have to agree with that. And also, you know, like I like I noted earlier, uh they have the same head referee this time th- th- like they did in that Super Bowl with Bill Vinovich uh calling the game. So this could be, you know, as long as San Francisco stays disciplined. Yeah. You know, I I feel that well, obviously if both teams stay disciplined, you know, this should be a very a very entertaining game. Uh, obviously one of the big differences this go around, you know, when you compare both, both teams, you know, first with San Francisco, you don't have Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm. You have Brock Purdy. Uh, you don't have Raheem Mostert as your number one running back. Uh, for Kansas city, you know, you don't have, uh, Damian Williams. You don't have, uh, Tyreek Hill, you're missing Sammy Watkins. Uh, it's you know it's a completely different squad on both sides uh, compared to their last matchup. Now I think the big difference here is in in my opinion at least I believe that uh, San Francisco has a better defense this go around as opposed to yes, back in do. 2019. That's one of the key. I mean, they that's have, one of the key that's going to take to win it for them. That's what. That's one of the key uh, factors I think will be. Right. I. You know. I agree. I agree with that. When you take a look at some of the players in, you know, so, some of the players in line here. I mean, uh, you know, Kansas City. They don't have Frank Clark. Frank Clark is uh, a free agent. You know, he spent time between Denver and Seattle. Uh, this past year. Uh, So, you know, they don't have him on defense. Uh, Charvarius Ward, who was their starting left cornerback in in that Super Bowl, is now starting uh, in place of uh, formerly Richard Sherman for the San Francisco 49ers. And plus, 
Richard Sherman was on the tail end of his career in that Super Bowl. So you take out Richard Sherman, you replace him with Charvarius Ward. Uh, obviously, you know, the, the Niners, they don't have Emmanuel Mosley. Uh, but it, it's, it's, it, both teams look pretty different on both sides of, on both sides of the ball. Uh, a matter of fact, you know, Daniel Sorensen, I remember, made a couple of key plays in that Super Bowl, uh, or leading up to that Super Bowl, I should say. Uh, he's no longer with uh, with Kansas City. You know, there's they, uh, both teams look drastically different, but I'd say, if anything, uh, San Francisco, I feel, has more mainstays on this defense that are, I think that are. are you know still that are still licking their chops at wanting to get revenge for that Super Bowl loss. <laughs> now, obviously, you know they still have their same offensive weapons. You know, San Francisco they had Debo Samuel. Uh, they had George Kittle back then. They had Emmanuel Sanders, but Emmanuel Sanders, uh, you know, obviously has been retired. Uh, they still have Kyle Juszczyk. But, you know, regardless, I still believe uh, that San Francisco is definitely more improved, I would say, between the two teams, and especially – when you take into account San Francisco back then did not have the, the absolute game changer in Christian McCaffrey. Mm. So, you know, there was one, there was one thing that uh, a lot of people said that Kansas city, uh, that Kansas city has struggled with, which is the run game. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people. Well, uh, not the run game in general, but defending the run game, I should say. Uh, yeah. And basically, a lot of people believe that the Baltimore Ravens, because they strayed away from the run game, that basically took them out of any chance that they had of potentially defeating the Chiefs in the AFC title game. So. One has to wonder, you know, with San, Fran San Francisco, I mean, they have just they – ha they have the players they need in order to, in order to handle Kansas City at, at, on any side of the ball. Now, honestly, you know me. With, uh, it, yeah. Patrick Mahomes is kind of getting up there. And, I, yeah, this is a little far-fetched for me to say right yeah. now. Uh, but – I kind of feel like Patrick Mahomes is kind of getting up there with Brady. And the reason why I say that is because you look at Tom Brady and you put a situation in front of him and it's like how you wonder how the hell is he going to get the, is he going to get this done? You know, like say, Oh, you got to move, you got to move the ball all the way downfield with 30 seconds to go and score a touchdown, you know, you think in order to win the game or tie the game up, you think, how the hell is he going to do it? And lo and behold, there he goes, gets it done. It's, it's kind of the same thing here with Patrick Mahomes. So even though I want 
the 49ers to win the Super Bowl, and I think I think they have the weapons that it takes. I just I can't shake this feeling that there's going to be some random ass play, some random ass situation that's going to happen where Mahomes is basically going to be handed the win essentially on a silver platter, and you know, it's going to be one of those scenarios where it's like, oh, you're going to have a minute to go down the field and either get into field goal position or score a touchdown to either tie or win the game. And yeah. we've seen this happen before in previous Super Bowls where the referees, instead of letting the players play the game, they love to, they love to you know, insert themselves into the situation and they i mean let's face it uh, baltimore they made key mistakes in the afc title game against kansas city it didn't help it didn't help that kansas city that game also had a referee crew that was pro kansas city in most of the in, in most of uh the games that they had ref of Kansas City. I'm hoping now Bill Vinovich usually calls it down the line. In in most Super Bowls, he's usually called everything right down the line and most big games that he's been involved in. I'm hoping Vinovich does the same here, but I just I can't shake this feeling because you also have to throw the Taylor Swift uh portion into this and normally people would say okay taylor swift you know not a big deal she's just any other person taylor swift apparently has so much pull that al michaels is not calling the super bowl this year oh is that why he's not calling i thought nbc didn't want me um they didn't want to cause you know uh, because he was getting up there in age so obviously had to do with no had nothing to do with that had nothing to do with that okay because that was the real so I, I guess yeah. in this case, you just can't take it off. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, okay. apparently apparently, uh, NBC removed Al Michaels from playoff coverage due right. to the fact that when he was calling, when he was calling one of the Kansas City games that Taylor Swift, that they kept showing Taylor Swift, uh, you know, in the booth or whatever, or uh, in the suite. Uh, the, Kansas, the Kansas City suite, he made a comment where he said, you can't make a sideshow the show. Uh, basically, he, he emphasized, which is true. You can't make a sideshow your main show. Which no. is, basically, he emphasized, he emphasized that the audience tunes in primarily for the football game, not for the extraneous elements that surround the football game. Obviously, like nobody's tuning in. Like nobody's tuning in to see Taylor Swift. Everybody's tuning in to see two key, two key teams face off to determine who, you know, who is the next uh, champion of the NFL. Basically, yes. But, and, you know, it's, I think that, you know, although they're trying to attract, you know, uh, young girls and stuff. I think that's that's what really going to see. You know, that's 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 what they're looking for. You know, in case of point like a few years ago, you know, because basically there's three things that uh, people tune in to see with the Super Bowl. 
the game, of course, the halftime show, and the commercials. And, of course, there was a lot of uh, controversy in particular when uh, Shakira did a commercial for Super Bowl uh, not too long ago. So, you know, it, attract, it attracts those people as well. So with uh, Taylor Swift's appeal to young girls, uh, yeah, maybe, you know, she was looking, looking for that. And apparently Al Michaels is not too pleased about it. So I guess he couldn't really shake it off, but that was how that's how just how it came, came out to be. Oh my God! That's just in the I mean, <sighs> I mean, Lou, they even have a prop bet going for how long or, or how many times Taylor Swift will be shown on camera. Eight. That's yeah. That's one of the prop bets, and honestly, in my opinion, I think it'll be at least twenty, uh, if not more, considering Ooh, the fact that that's. All, that that's literally all that the NFL has cared about ever since it came out that 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 uh, Travis Kelsey was dating Taylor Swift. Like literally, they do all they can instead of focusing on the game. It's like, oh my God, let's get Taylor Swift's reaction to this play. It's but it carries when I'm I mean, done. <laughs> I mean, you didn't see like if Tom Brady was in a Super Bowl, uh, they showed Giselle. Okay, maybe once. They showed Giselle Wunchen maybe once. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't show Giselle after every single fucking play that got called. Right. And it almost seems that way here with Taylor Swift, but I know what the NFL's uh, vision is here. Oh well, we want to get you know because Taylor because we're showing Taylor Swift all of her Swifties. For people who don't know, that's what Taylor Swift fans are called. They're called Swifties. All right. of her Swifties yeah. are watching, so we got to make them happy and yeah. uh, distract everybody from the game, and instead, you know, uh, p- take the focus away from the game yeah. and put it on Taylor Swift. Yeah. I so, mean, it, 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 it's like with uh, you know Tony Romo and Carrie Wood. I mean Carrie Underwood. So, but of course, uh, you know, some say that she cost him the game because he couldn't keep his he couldn't keep his eyes on the on the game because he was looking at, you know, Carrie so much, and then he then he mucked it. So, uh, you know, if you remember well, back I'm in 2000, just, I'm, just I'm just pissed off that I have to listen to Chris Collinsworth for a Super Bowl. Yeah. I may just put the Super Bowl on mute tomorrow. Can we just put him on mute instead? If I'm being if I'm being honest, I mean, yeah, Mike Tarico is is great to listen to, uh, but because the game from CBS, not NBC. No, it's on NBC. The Super Bowl's on NBC this year. I thought it was CBS. Nope, NBC. Oh boy. I'm pretty sure, at <laughs> least. Uh, Oh no, it is on CBS. Okay, yeah, so I don't have to listen that. to Collinsworth. Yeah, do we? Oh, that's a, this is beautiful then. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah this is a, this is beautiful then. I don't have to, I, so yeah. I don't have to listen to Collinsworth. Uh, yeah. Listening to Jim Nance and Tony Romo, that's a hell of a lot better than uh, than than having to having to pay attention to an NBC broadcast. Um, well, I'll take Jim Nance any day. Yeah, uh, yeah, obviously, of course. Uh, and obviously, you know, for those listening on the radio, they'll have Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner uh, calling well, the game on the radio. 
But uh, needless to say, though, you know, I I really think that when you take a, when you take a look at these two teams, I want San Francisco to win, but I just I really feel like somehow Kansas City is going to pull it out of their ass in the end. Mm. I just got that feeling. Like I, I really hope that Brock Purdy. Uh, I believe he would be. Correct me if I'm wrong. He would be the first ever Mister Irrelevant to lead his team to a Super Bowl win, right? Yeah, because we never heard of Mister Irrelevant in the history of the NFL before, anyway. So uh, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that would be one hell of a storyline just to, just to begin with. Um, yeah. And you know may, maybe San Francisco finally ex, finally exercising their demons of the past. You know losing yeah. with uh, with Jim Harbaugh, uh, losing previously with Kyle Shanahan, and in turn Kyle Shanahan. You know this is his third opportunity at a Super Bowl, uh, second with a, a second as a head coach. You know with with the offensive type of genius that he is you would have to figure that he's probably going to attack this Kansas City defense differently than he did last go-around. So what are your, what are your thoughts, Lou? What, what are your thoughts on this Super Bowl? How do you think it's going to turn out in the end? I think it's going to be a very highly competitive game. All right, maybe not so much as maybe like a high-scoring game, but very competitive. You know, it's going to be like, you know, like I said, kind of like a, a dog fight and what, whatnot. Um Good battle, but I think with Squares with the more defense uh, type of strategy they have, I think they're gonna have enough to uh, overtake uh, the Chiefs. Who do you have? Uh, who do you have as Super Bowl MVP? This is gonna be a long shot, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with McCaffrey. You know, I was thinking that exact same thing. I, I, I normally. Normally with MVPs, yeah, they they would likely give it to to the quarterback. They would give it to Brock Purdy, but right. I just I think I think that uh, you know McCaffrey is just so he's so different of an offensive weapon that you know he's like he's basically Kansas or San Francisco's X factor. Yeah. The, just the, the stuff that he can pull off, it's it, – it's, a matter of fact, I think he was on pace at one point to set the record, I think, for, uh, for uh, consecutive games with a touchdown by a uh, – per, per, in particular, a receiving touchdown by a running back, if I recall correctly, this year. Now, obviously, he didn't get it, but – um, at one point, I believe he was on pace to do so. So, it, you know, it's just, yeah. I think that he's probably the most likely to win MVP, I feel, if if San Francisco pulls it off. Uh, if If the Chiefs pull it off, I would assume that it's probably going to be Patrick Mahomes because – I mean, you know, yeah. Patrick Mahomes, he's basically he's basically their version of uh of Tom Brady. He's basically the NFL's new golden boy. Right. 
So, so that's what they were, you know, that's what we're thinking. Uh, right. Uh, hang on one second. Uh, caller, you are on the air. May I ask who this is? Hello, this is uh, Roger. Hi, Roger. Uh, what it, uh, we've been talking. We, we were discussing the uh, the Super Bowl. Anything you would like to uh, to comment on? Uh, yes, uh, the Super Bowl. Um, as far as uh, until uh, would then need a prosecutor emphasizing. Uh, what? Uh, yes. Um, would would talking about the NFL. decision appeals? Yes, correct. The NFL. I figure the Chiefs are important emphasizing options. Uh, what options in particular? I would say uh, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. All right. I, 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 I hate having those I fucking prank boy. callers. You know? Yeah. He, he, couldn't, he, he, couldn't, he couldn't fucking help himself. So you know what? Whatever. Uh, I believe we have we have Diane on the line. Uh, how are you doing, Diane? Good. How are you? Yeah, we have a second person uh, now. I'm good. I, I'm good. I'm good, Diane. Uh, we've been uh, Lou and I have been talking about the uh, about the Super Bowl between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers coming up here. Uh, what are your thoughts on on tomorrow's matchup? I want the Chiefs tomorrow. You think it'll be Kansas City? Uh, what do you think? You yeah. Think, you think it's going to be a close game? Yeah. What do you think the What do you think the uh, the score is going to be? I don't know, but I think it's going to be a close game. All right. Well, who do you have? Uh, who do you have potentially as uh, as the MVP pick? For the uh, for the best player, if uh, if Kansas City's going to win, Kelsey. Oh, Travis Kelsey. I mean, that's you know that's definitely a uh, that's definitely an option. I think Lou. Uh, depending on, especially de- depending on what parts of the, uh, you know, what part what parts of the game he uh, he becomes a huge factor in. Yes. But you know, at the, you know that that could kind of uh, that could kind of tie in. Like, imagine this: just put on put on our tinfoil hats here for a second. Here, imagine if just just imagine if you have Travis Kelsey win uh, not only win the Super Bowl, he wins Super Bowl MVP, and then live on air. Obviously, you know Taylor Swift's going to be right by his side. Uh, just imagine, and I, by the way, I think this is going to happen regardless. Uh, he ends up bending down and, uh, and proposes to Taylor Swift live on air. You think he would do that? Oh, I think he would definitely do that. You know, for somebody who wants the spotlight, you know, he always acts like, uh, he always acts like this, like this big shot, yeah. uh, for the most part. Whenever, whenever he's given a spotlight, 
I would not yeah. be surprised at all if he proposes to Taylor Swift uh, if Kansas City wins. Because, I mean, that would, be the, that would be the number one thing everybody would be talking about. They wouldn't be talking about Kansas City's win. They'd be talking about, no. oh, Taylor Swift got – Travis Kelsey proposed to Taylor Swift live on, uh, you know, right in the middle of the field. I'm going to go throw up. You don't like Taylor Swift? I mean, it, be, it isn't the place I mean, I like Taylor Swift. Okay. Yeah. I like Taylor Swift, but, you know, there's there's that, and then there's her basically inserting herself into, you know, for for somebody who, who supposedly doesn't who, – who supposedly wants to stay out of the spotlight, she's basically become – the whole she's eclipsed every other team, including Kansas yeah. City, in this NFL season. This season has basically been the season of the Swifties, not the season of Kansas yeah. City or the season of San Francisco. It's basically become the season of Taylor Swift. Okay. Yeah, and I just saw a picture of. Oh uh, yeah, let me see. I still have it. It just came. I came up one of the Facebook sites with uh, one of my colleagues. And it, 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 said, it, it had a reference to it. Let me see if I still have it up here. Oh. Or it might have been gone because every time I go back and look for it on the Facebook site, it might, might be gone. But it may reference uh, the Kansas City, I think it said like the Kansas City Swifties. Oh, gosh. Now, by the way, as far as uh, the – the spread right now is one and a half for San Francisco heading into tomorrow's again. matchup. Went down again. Uh, hang on one second. Let me bring in. Uh, let me br- let me bring in uh, the man without him. Uh, without his help, none of these podcasts would be possible. Uh, how are you doing, Jim? Good. Doing good. Trying to stay dry. It's been raining all day. Yeah. Yeah, I know you. I know you've been pretty busy. Uh, You've been pretty, you've been pretty busy with everything that's going on. Uh, everything that's going on yeah, today. Covered, um, yeah, covered some covered some ground today. We we in Little Little Rock, Arkansas tonight for the night. So uh, tucked in and and uh, all safe and dry. So, uh, but uh, I, I, you were you were talking about the Taylor Swift thing, um, and uh, I was just going to tell you that. A good friend of ours, Michael Doyle, messaged me earlier asking me who was I going to pick because he said his dad was picking San Francisco and he was going. He thought he was going to pick Kansas City, and I said, "Well, I think I'm going to, you know, I, I picked San Francisco," and uh, he said, uh, "Yeah, but I'm worried about this Taylor Swift thing." I said, "Yeah, oh my God, she is one hell of a football player, ain't she? She's going to probably get two touchdowns tomorrow." I mean, uh, he said, "Well, let me guess, his ass believed it." (laughs) No, he said, "Well, you know, Catherine, you know, which is his wife." Catherine is only watching because of Taylor Swift. She don't like football. I said, that's, I mean, there's a lot of people doing that just to see Taylor Swift and uh, and what's going on. She, and he said, and he said, she also said 
I really love Taylor Swift, but that boyfriend of hers is ugly. <laughs> hey, let's go win Super Bowls, you know. And you know what's <laughs> weird is he got the better of the looks between both Kelsey brothers. I know. He's the better looking, but it still, it still ain't good. I mean, go look at mom and daddy. They didn't. <laughs> uh, I'll stop yeah. there. <laughs> right. But uh, I don't know. I think maybe everybody's wrong. I don't know. I think maybe uh, the whole thing for me is San Francisco's defense. I just I think it's way yeah. better in Kansas City's. And I mean, what what what's going to happen if uh, if if Kansas City can't stop San Francisco running the ball? That's going to really open up the throwing. McCaffrey could have exactly. a big game. De- Debo could have a big yeah. game. Um, they've got a great tight end themselves. Um, yeah, George Kittle. Yeah, I mean, what if what if San Francisco does what they've been like what they did the last? What if they come up with two or three turnovers, and they go up like you know, thirty-one to ten? I mean, then Mahomes just has to throw, and San Francisco tees off on him. I, yeah. I, I actually, I actually think this could be a blowout for San Francisco. Oh, I hope. And you can't tell me, you can't tell me that the Forty ers players and coaches haven't had enough of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes and his wife. Don't you think they sick oh, of this sure. shit? Well, I'm sure. And yes, Andy Reid is fantastic. I've always been a fan of Andy Reid. He got screwed over in Philly. They run yeah. him out of town, said he couldn't manage he had poor clock management. And uh, so I mean, yeah. you you see what he's gone on to do. Uh, and I'm I'm really happy for him cuz I'm I like Andy Reid. He's he's just a good old guy. Yeah. But Kyle Shanahan ain't nothing to mess around with either. Right, and you got you got to think, Jim, that after having previously faced the same exact team, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, back in back in twenty uh, in twenty nineteen, you got to think that Kyle Shanahan isn't gonna isn't gonna exactly attack the same exact way that he did back then. Well, another thing I think we brought up last week on the pod is all all the Niners have to do is follow Belichick's uh, game plan against Kansas City. I mean, even as bad as New England could be, their defense still always handled KC pretty good. And it started with double-teaming Kelsey. They took him out of the game. And there's no Tyreek Hill there now. Nope. Nope. No. Ty- so, no. Tyreek. I don't know. I just. I think uh, everybody. No Watkins. I think every. I think everybody's underestimating San Francisco and just building up Kansas City because they've been there. They've been there, and oh my God, they got Patrick yeah. Mahomes, and they got Taylor Swift. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, honestly, it's, honestly, it's far, I really as hope as the, uh, 
as far as the marriage thing, I totally disagree on that too. If I'm Kelsey, ain't no way. Ain't no way. I'm risking asking somebody to marry me after we just lost the Super Bowl or we just won the Super Bowl and maybe she don't say yes. You will be the biggest, biggest dumbass ever in the history of national television if she don't say yes. Yeah, well, that would be and, 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 and the re, and the other the, the other thing about that, I asked JJ about, it and I said, "What would you think about?" It? And she said, "Jim, ain't no, oh, y'all, no, no, no. If if that was like us, no, you better not do that. That's that's private. That's a personal moment. That ain't for TV." Yeah, but all he cares about is the spotlight. That's the thing. Yeah, but she she's involved. It ain't just him. <laughs> she don't have to say yes right then. She she can just look at him with a big smile and not nod yes or no, mm-hmm. and just leave him hanging. But the point and is, and then everybody, and television. then of course, then everybody's gonna keep watching them because, well, is she gonna ever say yes? She gonna say yes? Is she gonna say yes? The point is, it would make for television, though. Yes. It would make... That's different. A marriage proposal, that's that's different. It's just different. Having a baby, a marriage proposal, a death, that stuff don't belong on the Super Bowl. No. I agree. It doesn't. But I would not be surprised at all. If that's if that's exactly what happens, because well, you know got, that it's I mean, he don't he don't really need much more publicity. He's got some of the new commercials coming out tomorrow on the Super Bowl. I've already seen them, and and Kelsey's so in some of those. Oh Jesus! Yeah, you know what? I haven't even seen the commercials for tomorrow. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to check uh, oh, they're, after they're, we get off the air here. There's there's some good ones. There's some good ones. And there the are. Clydesdales are back. Everybody loves yeah, the Clydesdales. Yes. Tell me there's a Doritos Everybody one. loves the Clydesdales. Yes. Yes, I think there is a Doritos one. Yeah, because usually usually there's always a creative Doritos one. I still remember the one where where uh, a guy a guy closes a screen door with a dog outside and he holds the Dorito in front of the screen door taunting the dog and you see the dog running the the, the pug running in slow motion yes. uh and then all of a sudden the pug breaks through the screen door uh and and tramples the guy basically just to get the bag of doritos i still laugh my ass off every single time i see that commercial oh, he basically Clyde, mimics yeah. the dog the entire time the clydesdale one is going to bring back the clydesdales and the dog that was in with the uh, Clydesdales in the oh, wow. previous uh, Ooh. commercials, it's going to be about a going to be about a town having to shut down because of so much snow, and the delivery can't get to the local pub, can't get to the bar, they can't get Budweiser there, and here comes the Clydesdales and that dog. 
Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Well, been, I, we were watching been, been <laughs> the Super Bowl commercials last night at his house. Yeah, you were you were watching them earlier, uh, Diane. Well, previous uh, previous ones. Previous ones, then it was a well, special. Actually, what it was was they were doing the uh, this year's top ten list for Super Bowl commercials of all time. And they were previewing uh, this year's commercials, so it kind of tied into it. All right, you talking about the one? With oh, Boomer? yeah, yeah, I saw that with Boomer Boomer Sias and was one of the hosts. Um, yeah, and, and, they, and they they counted they counted down the the best ten of all time, and and then they got it down to the top two where they did mine the was vote. number two. And uh, of course, you you had to see the the little boy with Mean Joe Green. Yep, that's the best. That's the best one. Yep. Yep. It's still up there. It's still the one. But, but that's the same oh, day my. I mean, if you watch that show, Steve, it, it reminds <laughs> you. Of, they they even showed some that weren't in the top ten, but but were funny. I mean, there there was there's been some really good Super Bowl commercials. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, there's always certain ones in particular that you look for uh that you look for, you know, later on, uh every single year basically. And there I mean, you know, you know Usher's doing a halftime show. He's in one of the commercials too. Uh, yes. Yeah, and I heard I heard in particular apparently they're going to have uh, I guess they're going to have uh, Alicia Keys join him on join him on stage apparently too as one of his guests. Yeah, that I would like to see. Good. Yeah, and and there's 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 more people besides that, but yeah, that one's definite. I mean, they basically confirmed that one. Now, hang on one second. Uh, let's see. We got uh, – let me who take was, a guess. Uh, let me so, ask, who was Roger? <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I think we have Roger calling back in. Roger, you going to laugh at us again? Hello? 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 What's up, Roger? I'm assuming this is Roger, right? I think you got the, ro- I think you got the wrong person. This is Mike. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, okay. Sorry, on? we had somebody call earlier that was uh, that was basically, I guess, trying to mock uh, our conversation or whatever. So, sorry about that. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, I heard that a little bit ago. It was like what ten minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. Fucking troll. So retard. Going, Mike? What do you think? Hey, Are up, you man? thinking Super Bowl? I think. Uh, well, it actually is Roger. You fucking. <laughs> Yeah, fuck you, you fucking asshole. All right, you know what? Fuck this shit. All right, so... uh, Who the hell is Roger? Well, it was was this fucking Roger dude, whoever, you know, a a fucking troll who's going to... Guess what? You're not going to be... You're not... You try calling in again, guess what? We're not fucking connecting you, so... It, it's probably not even. It's probably not even someone named Roger. It's probably a guy that's real name is probably something like. Uh, oh, let's see. What would this guy's name have been? Mm-hmm. Lily 
or maybe uh, Luisha or to me yeah. sounded more like a uh, to me sounded more like a a Lisa or a Jamie. Yeah. Yeah, you know who know who knows, but anyways, uh, you know, Jim. One of the other one of the other things I wanted to cover tonight, and we kind of talked about this last week. Uh, you know, there's been uh, we said last week that there would be more information coming out about Vince McMahon, and I don't know if you saw the thing that I posted uh, last week or not last week, uh, I think it was a couple of days ago, but there was a, you remember Ashley Massaro, right? Who used to be. Yeah. I, uh, I already, knew, I already she, knew all about that story. She was on Survivor. I knew all about Ashley. Yeah. Well, apparently uh, there was a statement that originally was left out of one of the uh out of one of the articles that came out about her uh about her story uh basically for people who don't know uh during one of the uh during one of the sh- one of the every year the WWE would do a uh troops uh show where basically you know they would put on they would put on a show for the troops over in Afghanistan or uh, Iraq or wherever they would go. And uh, basically, she essentially was drugged and raped by, uh, by a, uh, a member of the Army. Uh, she went to Vince and several other people uh, during, during this time, and basically they told her to stay silent because they didn't want to cause a rift between the WWE and the United States military. Um, uh-huh. Now, <coughs> apparently a lawyer uh, for former WWE executive John Laurinaitis has said that Laurinaitis and most of upper management were aware of of the uh, of this situation, uh, which WWE had claimed for years it was untrue. And now, uh, obviously, WWE hasn't commented on this since it was brought back up. Uh, but uh, there was another statement that was unveiled recently that uh, basically Mastaro claimed that she saw Vince making out with female wrestlers in the locker room and that he eventually sexually harassed her. Uh, She also said that after she rejected his advances, he wrote demeaning scripts for her to perform that she inferred were meant to end her career and destroy her reputation, uh, which something that she had said had previously happened to another female wrestler before that wrestler ended up leaving the company. Um, and of course, uh, this was, uh, <coughs> this was reported by vice, uh, vice though withheld the name of this wrestler in order to protect the privacy of said wrestler. Uh, and they could not be reached for comment. Uh, 
And also, uh, Massaro, in the statement that she had given, detailed two of McMahon's long-serving lieutenants uh, who counseled her on how to deal with this behavior. Um, I mean, Jim, I, it, I guess we can't say that this is really a surprise, no. but... You know, it's well, I mean, just... as far as the as far as the the Ashley uh, Mazzaro stuff, no, it's not a surprise. I mean, it's been out there for years. And I think most people believed it, and then you know, unfortunately, she passed away, um, and she's not here to even talk about it. So, um, I don't know what'll happen with that because she's not she's not here. She's deceased. Um, I think I think that'd be a tough case if you don't have her here to talk about it. But um, I know that story's been out there for forever. Well, in particular, there's actually a couple of other things that she said, uh, and you want to you want to maybe wonder why Kevin Dunn stepped down from his uh, from his spot uh, with the company. Uh, She said that she had called Kevin Dunn to explain the situation, and he said that she should tell Vince she was not feeling well and that she would see him on TV the next day. Uh, And that's when Vince immediately started writing her promos for her afterwards. And she even brought the first script that Vince wrote for her to uh, the WWE employee who was in charge of creative at the time, which was Michael P.S. Hayes. And he said, you're not saying this. Who the fuck wrote this? And yeah. uh, she then told him that Vince did, and he go and he goes, "Well, kid, these are the breaks," meaning that Vince wanted to end her career and destroy her reputation on the way out. Yes. So <laughs> you have you had Kevin Dunn, who knew about stuff like this going on. He literally just left the company uh, not too long ago. You know, uh, then you have Bruce Pritchard, who uh, it was basically Vince McMahon's right-hand man. Let's face it, he's like the top stooge for Vince uh, and, ha- and had been for years. Uh, he is refusing to comment on the matter, claiming that he is not a part of it, which, I mean, to be fair, it's quite possible that he might be and doesn't want to incriminate himself. Um you know, it's it's like as as uh, as now. Granted, you can't really listen to anything Ryback says, but yeah. uh, as Ryback claimed, there would be more stuff that would come out in regards to this, in regards to Vince and his uh, and uh, his problems that he's now going to be dealing with. Well, what everybody's waiting for. Everybody's waiting for people that are still around that were part of that back then. They're waiting on somebody else to come out like Trish Stratus or Maurice or, you know, whoever. So, um, yes, we brought it with us, Steve. You don't have to ask me. (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. The clock. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez, Jim. There, there's a there's a story behind that because she feels about it like most everybody else does on on the different podcasts. She likes it about as much as everybody else does. 
and so I put it in the trunk. <laughs> oh my but anyway, God. anyway, I think what everybody's yeah. waiting for, Steve, is somebody like that. Maybe a uh, uh, thinking back, maybe uh, Eve Torres or Maurice or Stacy Keebler, Trish Stratus. Uh, Sable, um, before she was a Brock, uh, Maria, Canellas. I, I think everybody's kind of waiting on somebody like that to come out and say something. You know, there had to be other people. I mean, I think pretty much everyone agrees with that. But it's yeah. do any of these other people want to risk their life? Oh, I'll tell you another good one that it came out. Um, was Jackie Gator. Right. I remember her. One of the that uh, was another the story. I mean, Ashley, Ashley was a story, and so was Jackie Gator, because her husband, who was a wrestler at the time up there, he talked Charlie about Haas. it. Yeah, he talked about it. So... I'm yeah, sure there right. are others. It just, it, I'm sure there are others. It just depends on if any of them want to come forward. Right. It's uh, you know, and uh, you know, also uh, Kevin Nash spoke up about this recently, and uh, now he's said he's only seen blurbs in the mainstream news. He hasn't read fully anything about this. Uh, but he's basically – basically what he did is it, it sounded like he basically mocked the entire thing, um, basically saying that this woman could have very easily had a consensual relationship with Vince and that Linda found out about it, and that's when Vince cut it off, got the woman to sign an NDA just like the other four women did, and clearly there's a pattern there as in cheating, not abuse. So basically Kevin Nash is trying to say that this was all consensual – and that basically the abuse talk is basically nothing. But yet, here you have John Laurinaitis, who's trying to claim that that he was a victim of Vince. So, I mean, I would think, uh, you know, I, I would think that somebody like John Laurinaitis would know more about this as opposed to, uh, you know, as, a, as opposed to... Uh, to somebody like, uh, you know, to somebody like Kevin Nash, who, even though he's real good friends with Shawn Michaels and Triple H and uh, others, uh, you know, he hasn't really been behind the scenes. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean... I mean, part of what Nash has said is true. I mean, he's got so much money, and it, it's nothing. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll end up having him charged with a a crime. I mean, he's going to lose some money in civil court and in the lawsuit. But I don't think nothing's going to happen to him as far as a a, a crime to where he would have to go to jail or anything. No, I because wouldn't expect it. Part of what Nash said, and I'm trust me, I'm all on the girl's side because I understand how you can get wrapped up in that, and it's hard to get out of it. But part of what Nash said is true. I mean, and 
Cornette even said this. You can't just say, I, I'm done. I quit. Leave me the hell alone. Yeah. Right, and, and right. And trust me, trust me, I'm on her side, and I know how you can get caught up in that, but you can just say, leave me alone or I'm going to call the cops. Right. And it's you know it's kind of it, it it just shows you uh, how much in the business world how much threats can actually uh, you know can 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 actually completely control especially with a girl with a girl like her who uh, I remember Cornette had described as you know probably somebody who had just gotten her first big. Uh, you know, her first big position in the business world, you know, and stuff like this, uh, you know, ends up happening. And she obviously, you know, she didn't want to risk having to lose this position considering the fact that, you know, she was making God knows how much money. Right. I'm I'm, right. I'm I'm looking up. I've been I've been I've still been looking up stuff about what people are saying about the Super Bowl, and I, I'm looking at ESPN, and they had sixty four quote unquote experts weigh in with their picks, and out of the sixty four, forty nine picked the Chiefs. And fifteen yep. picked San Francisco. And for NFL dot com, uh it's twenty four to seven for Kansas City as well. That don't really scare me experts. because I think I that that don't scare me because this is kinda like how it used to be with New England and ESPN. Now it's Kansas City and ESPN. Yeah. ESPN's yeah. gonna pick. They're gonna pick Kansas City. I mean, and here's here's other notices. ESPN bet currently favors San Francisco by one and a half. Of the experts in this pool, fifty-two have the game going over forty-seven and a half, while twelve like the under. ESPN's football power index likes the 49ers by an average of 3.1 points. Yeah. Yeah, and in particular as well. Some uh, of these experts, I mean, who, all right, let's, some of these experts, who is Alden Gonzalez, Ben Baby, Brooke Pryor, Courtney Cronin, David Newton, David Purdom, Elizabeth Merrill, Eric Carabell, Eric Moody, Eric Woodyard, Eric Dolan, Jason Reed, Jeff Legwood, Jenna Lane, Jordan Ronan, Josh Weinfuss. I mean, who are these people? These are experts? Lindsey Thurry, Liz Loza, Marcel Jacques. Yeah. Uh, I mean, these are experts, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I saw but David they, they, they do, they do have a, some, do have some. I don't, and I still, you know, I still don't know how that I'd call him an expert. 
but Sal Palantonio, uh, RG3, Rex Ryan, Mina Kimes, uh, Matt Miller, Marcus Spears, uh, Trotter, um, Dan Orlowski. Now, I do, I do like usually what Orlowski has to say. He's pretty smart. Right. Yeah, he's pretty on top of things. Yeah, I like I like Orlowski. I, I like him a lot. Um, who else they got on here that we would know? Teddy Bruschi, Hasselback, Kim Hasselback, Kim McManus. All these different people picked uh, San Francisco. Now, for I mean uh, Kansas City. Any names that we know that picked the Forty Niners? Uh, Jeremy Fowler. Uh, David Carr picked uh, the Niners. Seth Wickersham, Todd Archer. That's about it. <laughs> Somebody named Daniel you know Wickersham Dopp. was. A- Wickersham, Wickersham was the guy who uh, who leaked all the uh, all the uh, problems about New England in Brady's last yeah, year. Yeah, Wickersham, Wickersham picked San Francisco twenty to nineteen. Todd Archer is a Cowboys reporter. He picked San Francisco twenty eight twenty six. I'm looking here. I don't see no – well, that's kind of a blowout. The Baltimore Ravens reporter, Jamison Hensley, he picked San Francisco 31-17. That's okay. And Daniel Dopp, the fantasy analyst for NFL uh, uh, on ESPN, he picked uh, San Francisco 31-20. Let me see if anybody's got Kansas City with a blowout. Hasselback picked them by 10, 27-17. Palantonio by 10, 30-20. RG3, 31-21. Mike Tannenbaum, 31-21. Mike Reese, 31-21. Josh Weinfuss, a Cardinals reporter, 33-24. Jason Reed. Uh, senior NFL writer, thirty-four seventeen. Wow. Uh, and uh, oh, Cincinnati Bengals reporter, Ben Baby, thirty-four fourteen, Kansas City. Yeah, he's so. probably still sore from the ass whipping that Kansas City gave uh, Cincinnati. That's probably why. And as far as MVP, Mahomes got the most picks, thirty-eight of the sixty-four votes. Kelsey and McCaffrey were next with nine. Purdy with three. Fred Warner with two. Chris Jones, Debo Samuel, Pacheco, all with one. Yeah, I saw a couple on NFL on NFL dot com that had Pacheco getting the uh getting the MVP. Um in particular, uh I mean really the only notable names that I saw on NFL, uh Lance Zerline had uh had the Niners, uh David Carr, former NFL quarterback, had the Niners uh, by twenty eight twenty seven, 
Uh, he also said that Patrick Mahomes will throw the most yards uh, since Brady threw for 505 uh, against the Eagles in in the in uh, New England's yeah, see, last think, Super Bowl loss. I think San, I think San, I think San Francisco is going to shut down Kansas City's run. Mahomes going to have to throw. He's going to have to scramble. It just depends on how good he is at it, and can they can they double team Kelsey and still. Uh, guard the other receivers. I I don't know. Right. I, I like San Francisco. I like San Francisco's defense. And as far as far as any actual NFL former NFL players picking Kansas City for the NFL, uh, the only one I recognize is Maurice Jones Drew taking Kansas City twenty eight twenty four. Hmm. It's worth noting too that ESPN has San Francisco winning sixty to forty percent. Yeah, and and, their, uh, and the spread, there the the record against the spreads this season. Uh, San Francisco is nine and ten. Kansas City's twelve seven and one. Over and under. San Francisco's ten and nine. Kansas City six and fourteen. Oh, I find it interesting. Uh, Seth Wickersham is saying uh, that Fred Warner uh, will be the MVP. I'm I'm going with my boy from from, from Arkansas, Jay Greenlaw. He got two picks last time. I think he's going to do it again. You know what? Uh, I, I forget. I forget who it was, but somebody did say that they did name him as an X factor. If uh, if San Francisco were to win, yeah. that the X factor would be Greenlaw. <laughs> it looked look like the looks like the spreads up to two and a half now. That tells uh, me Jim, the money's been going on a... San Francisco. Oh yeah. Now, uh, Jim, we uh, we also had uh, the NFL awards come out this week, and despite only playing, I think it was like four games uh, in the regular season, Joe Flacco won the Comeback Player of the Year over Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I, I saw some flack about that, and I saw some flack about the 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 guy from the Bills, Hamlin. Demar Hamlin. But I don't even. I don't remember Hamlin playing. <laughs> he only. He only dressed for five of the seventeen games. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know about that. I think I would have voted Baker. I would have voted Baker too. I. Uh, that's why I was kind of surprised that uh, that it was Flacco that ended up winning it, considering he only played like four games. <clears throat> yeah, I mean it's get, it's getting to a point where it's like, what does Baker have to do to get some respect? I mean, I've always thought he was pretty good, and I mean he got he got Cleveland to the playoffs before they were even this good like they were this season. He got them there before now, and yep. I mean, look what he's done in Tampa replacing Brady. I know a lot of people think he's kind of cocky and kind of a little hothead, but, you know, I mean, most quarterbacks are. 
Um, I don't know how in the heck Flacco gets it just because he put together three or four good games when Baker did it over over an entire season. And look how far he took Tampa. Well, you know what's funny is they said that DeMar Hamlin came in second. Baker came in third. How does does that happen? Because he suffered cardiac arrest in 2022. But he didn't play this year. I mean, he was – how do you win comeback player? If you're going to say comeback story, okay, I'm there. But if you're going to say comeback player, right? how how does he – how does he talk? What okay, he right. It, I mean, it makes no sense. But then again, you know, these are the same people who also voted for the entire Cleveland Browns staff to be uh, the the coaching staff of the year, not just the the main coach, but also the assistant coach too. So, I mean, it's uh, it's basically there was a lot of Cleveland love for this uh, for the NFL awards this year. Uh, I mean, Miles Garrett, he, uh, he won Defensive Player of the Year over T.J. Watt and Micah Parsons. Uh, I mean, Coach of the Year went to went to Kevin Stefanski. Uh, I, I'm surprised that he won over D'Amico Ryan. You mean to tell me that that a a team who had been a laughing stock the last couple of years? Uh, to turn them around and turn them into a playoff team, you mean to tell me that's not worthy of coach of the year? Yeah, that was a tough one this <laughs> season, I think. Uh, I, I would – I think the I think the job the guy did with the Packers was real good after, you know, um, letting Rodgers yeah, go and going more, with yeah. – Going with Jordan Love, who it looks like is the real deal. Um, yeah. And, you know, the the guy with the Dolphins did okay. Um, Shanahan at, at San Francisco. Something, you know, a lot of times when a team's, you know, expected to be good and the coach wins 12 or 13 games, they don't think about them because they think, oh, well, hell, look, look at the team you had. But, been a lot of teams with a lot of talent that didn't do that. So, um, but I mean, I would have definitely had D'Amico up there, and and the Browns, yeah, his coach, their coach. Uh, I don't know. I'd have probably went with D'Amico. Uh, you know, um, of course, the Eagles coach was out of it this time. Yeah. Dallas's coach is never in it. <laughs> I, I'll tell you who I would have took. I'll tell you who I would have took. I just thought about it. Mm-hmm. Dan Campbell. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. I, you know, I'm surprised he wasn't a. Uh, uh, I'm surprised he wasn't in it either. It was. It was either Stefanski or Ryan. Uh, thanks yeah. to a. They said they said that Stefanski won by one first place vote. Yeah, over Ryan. Shocking, isn't it? 
21 to 20. <clears throat> I would I would have picked Dan Campbell. D'Amico would have been second, and Stefanski would have been third. And and it would have been and close. I, guess- I mean, it's close. Trust me. I mean, that's close. But I would have went with Dan Campbell because, you know, everyone wants to talk about uh, what D'Amico did changing the coach. So did Dan Campbell. He changed everything in Detroit. Right. And, Jim, I guess the big thing here, though, is that Stefanski, because he lost Nick Chubb in week two and uh, he lost to Sean Watson midway through the season, apparently that was enough to give uh, to give him coach of the year. Well, Flacco's not a bad guy to rely on when you're surrounding him with, with some talent. Right. Uh, D'Amico, D'Amico did it with a rookie. And uh, both rookies Dan of the Campbell, year, might I add. Dan, Dan, Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell, just totally resurrected the Detroit Lions from the dead. I mean, they they ain't done crap yeah. forever, and now you're looking at them as what uh, a few points away from being in the Super Bowl. It's a tough call, but, I, you know, and I don't, I don't have any problem. I mean, Stefanski, I mean, I don't have, I don't have a problem with that. I just probably would have went with D'Amico or, or Campbell instead, but uh, Stefanski good. Right. And might I add too that D'Amico Ryan did it with both rookies of the year with DJ Stroud and Will Anderson Jr. winning uh, both offensive and defensive rookies of the year, respectively. Yeah, he, and he had another. He had another Alabama stud rookie on that defense too. So, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I knew how good Anderson was going to be. Man, you could not block that guy in, in SEC. You could not block him. <laughs> I don't care. You couldn't block him. You couldn't get him. More. You could not get him out of the backfield. You could not keep him off your runners. I mean, he's he's good, and he's I mean, it's, I mean, he's a rookie. Just imagine how good he's going to get. I mean, he's way. No, I mean, everybody wants to talk about. Everybody wants to talk about Micah Parsons. Micah, now give me Will. And I'll take Anderson every day over Micah Parsons. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I honestly, I honestly think that my, you know, Micah in Micah's uh, case, he's more of a product of that defensive system, if anything. Out in, uh, you, you know, he was he was a product of uh, what's his name's uh, uh, system, uh, uh, Dan, Dan Quinn. Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Dan Quinn's already showed how smart he's going to be as a head coach. Oh yeah, he said. I mean, did, didn't, he he say bye bye to, didn't he say bye bye to Eric Bieniemy? Yep. Yeah. Well, that's how but smart I mean, he, he is. He blew it in Atlanta too. So. Yeah, he's. I don't think. He, I, I'd have never took. Oh my God! I'd never took the Washington job. Yeah. And also, apparently, it came out that uh, that Bill Belichick apparently 
uh, he rejected the Atlanta job. They actually offered yeah. it to him. Right. I guess he. I so guess I he wanted to. Uh, I guess he wanted to take a year off and uh, do some TV and and see if he really had the desire to coach again. And if he does, I mean, there'll probably be better jobs open next season. Uh, and he may not even want to do it again. I mean, he's going to do some right. TV. Nick Saban's doing TV for for uh, college football. Um, yes, I is. don't think Nick, I don't think Nick will come back. I do think Bill no. will probably come back because he still wants to, he wants that all time record. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say, if anything, that the only way we see Bill Belichick having a job this year is if somehow Andy Reid retires after the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Andy ain't going nowhere. Andy I'm ain't going nowhere. He's Andy ain't going nowhere. He got it too set up there. He's uh, uh-uh. He ain't leaving it. No, he ain't going nowhere. All right. Yeah, I would I would be very he ain't surprised going nowhere. if anything. If Andy and, and I don't think, you know, if if Dallas don't as they do what they normally do. They win a bunch of games and then choke. I don't think Belichick wants to coach in Dallas. So, I don't think he'd go there. But there'll be some stuff come open. Yeah. You know what what scares me, Jim? Uh, Apparently, the Patriots, there's talk of them them, uh, trading down. Yeah. Yeah, going out in free agency and getting maybe somebody like Kirk Cousins or somebody like that, and then trading down. I hate to tell you, but uh, Kirk Cousins he ain't going to New England. He'll be, yeah. going, if anything, he'll be going to uh, he'll be going back to Minnesota, if anything. More than likely, he's on one of the new Super Bowl commercials too. Yeah. So, I mean, that just gets yeah, me to hell. Believe, like, believe I, it or I not, Steve, a... believe it or not, he's on a Super Bowl commercial dancing as, like, a member of the Magic Mike cast. Oh, my mm. God. You heard here first, folks. But... <laughs> I can't remember who the other guy yeah. was. <laughs> Jim, I just, I just another... have a bad feeling. I have a bad feeling that... What's going to happen is, you know, knowing how, uh, I mean, Elliot Wolf. There's been there's been a rumor that he's been wanting to uh, that he's going to take that uh, tight or not tight end that that tackle uh, Joe Alt out of uh, out of Notre Dame. I think it is, and I just I have this weird feeling that you know they'll trade down from the number three pick but they're not going to get what the number three pick is worth in the end. Like, you know, you know, that crazy trade that, uh, that San Francisco made to get, uh, to get Trey Lance where they traded like all yeah. those number one picks or they traded all those first round yeah, picks where, where is just he to trade now? up. 
Exactly. <laughs> but what I'm but what I'm saying is what I'm saying is though, you know, New England has the opportunity to either take their future their their new franchise quarterback or to take a number one wide receiver. And instead, what they're probably going to do is they're probably going to trade down now, take that, uh, uh, you know, take take that uh, that <coughs> tackle from Notre Dame, and I, I just have this this odd feeling that they're going to somehow screw this up. Yes. Like it's going to well, become another Kraft, one of those Bill Kraft, Belichick type of. Uh, well, Kraft has publicly said, "I'll spend the money." Yeah. Well, he better. They better. They better fucking spend the money. That mu- that much I'll say. They better. Uh, they better do something because, uh, they need to improve their offensive line. They need to. They have. They have players like Calvin Ridley and T. Higgins going to, uh, you know, going to free agency this year. If if they're gonna really spend money, you know, actually, actually spend the money. Don't just uh, don't pull a Red Sox, uh, you know, with what John Henry is doing. And John Henry don't. Well, you don't ever hear John Henry come out and say, I don't know what the beef's about. I will spend the money. John Henry ain't going to say that. No. But Kraft did. Kraft be- came out and publicly said, the money ain't the issue. I will spend the money. Yeah. I mean, he I already kind of, spent the money I, for I kind of believe him. I kind of believe Kraft. Oh, no, I definitely do because he already spends the money for their soccer team. That they have, and I we think already... I think they want I think they want to be able to show, look, you know uh, maybe they're not going to win Super Bowl next season, but what if they win ten or eleven games? He wants to be able to show fans, see, we can do it without Tom or Bill. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, by the way, we have Alex uh, joining us on the line here as we're discussing. Uh, the potential nightmare scenario uh, coming forward for the Patriots. How are you doing, Alex? Good, guys and gals. How's everyone doing? I, I just heard you about the, talking about the, the – I mean, that's a crazy rumor. They might potentially take a tackle. That's maybe something yeah, like Yeah, they're going to trade down to number three. Come on. That's that's something you do. Like, if the Texans, you think about that, you, you, you have your quarterback, now you build around him with the line. I mean – the Patriots, they got to make a splash. They haven't had the weaponry and the speed on the outside or a star quarterback since Brady left town. They got a brand new coach. The energy level's high. There's optimism now. It's a, it's a, it's a brand new day in, in, yeah. in July in, in, and, in New England. And I think, I think, to credit, I think the credit Mayo, he's putting together a pretty good coaching staff. Absolutely, Jim. I totally agree with you. And now it's like, how often do you want to, you guys aren't, are never used to being in the basement. You're not going to, you know, how often are you going to get a top three or top four pick in a good draft? With, if you, there's three or four really good promising quarterbacks. And if you're not going to go quarterback, which would be kind of a shocker, at least you could get maybe the best wide receiver in the last 10 years in, in the draft. 
you get Marvin Harrison, and then maybe like then you get a, a free agent quarterback. But if they go offensive tackle, yeah, I, I think that's I, mean, I think that's kind of what they're looking at. I think what yeah. they're looking at now is maybe get a free agent quarterback, and yeah. maybe keep. Well, I don't think they'll keep Mac. I don't know what they'll do about a backup, but. And then, then you decide, do we go left tackle or do we go wide receiver? And that will be a huge debate. But yeah, if you're going to go out, I, I, mentioned, I mentioned Kirk Cousins just because I know he's one of the free agents. I don't think he'll go to New England, but somebody yeah. like that, that you could plug in there and you bring in a Marvin Harrison, but they may feel like they can go out and spend some money with free agents or make a trade because there are some some big name wide receivers supposedly on the trade block like like Diggs from Buffalo, um, yeah. and they could or they could sign uh, what's his name from from Cincinnati Higgs uh, Higgins Higgins, Higgins yeah. yeah I mean there's I mean, there are wide receivers out there if they would go spend the money and Kraft came out this week and said I will spend the money. That's not the issue. I will spend yeah. the money. So um, there's a lot of different ways they can go right now, and I just I don't think they're, you know, maybe they are decided and 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 they're just playing coy to see what kind of deals they can make. Yeah, I don't think they've really decided yet which way to go. Yeah, and you know, it's never you know, it's always a smart. It's not going to be the sexy move, but yeah, getting if this guy's incredible, the left. Uh, you know, the left tackle for the next 10 or 12 years and an all-pro every year, you look back in two or three years going, wow, it's a great pick. But, I mean, I'm just yeah. thinking, you know, the, the new coaching staff, a new day in New England, they really need weaponry. If you're not going to get, you know, I, I get like, Jim, I love what you said. There are free agents. So I get one or the other. I get a quarterback and a wide receiver, one in the draft, one in free agency. I mean, that's what I do. And you're not going to be able to pick this high in the future, for unless you know you don't want to be stuck in the in the bottom of the the, the division again, so it's right. like this yeah. is the time to get a star a star player. I mean, and they don't star player. They don't go, they go don't have to, they don't have to look for a tight end. They've got an all pro with with Hunter Henry. They don't I have like to look for a running back. They've got good running backs. They didn't Martin have Harrison, they yeah. didn't have the line and they didn't have the quarterback. They didn't have wide receivers. Yeah, they I had they had a, they had a lineman. They didn't have a quarterback. They had running backs. They had a tight end, and they had some. They had really good pieces on defense. So yeah. I mean, that, I mean it, it's not like it's not like Mayo is taking over a a, a cupboard that's bare. There's something there to work with, and and uh, they they could be one of these teams that you always talk about. Well, who who's the biggest turnaround this season? You know, next year yeah. we'd be talking about. Wow, look how good Mayo turned out to be the coach. What a pick by Kraft. And yeah. look at what they did in the off season and shit, they're what are they now? Eleven and five right now and almost go make the playoffs? Yeah, I, just, I mean it's not out of the realm. They could do that. But if they go free agency for quarterback I think I love what you're saying. They definitely have pieces. They have a really, really good defense. They already have a pretty good you know, they they have the pieces of really good running back. Really, I love the Razorback. I love Hunter Henry. They got to keep using him more. But uh, I mean, you're not going to get the chance to pick a like a Jaden Daniels. You pick him, you're, you could be set for the next 13, 14 years. Oh, you know, if he turns out to be a total stud, 
I mean, I'm this guy could be sensational. Or you go like a Kirk Cousins. That's almost like a Band-Aid for a couple of years just to patch it up a little bit. I don't know. Dude, they're paying you know, so high. Hey, there ain't, there ain't nothing wrong with Kirk Cousins. You got a franchise quarterback here. No, not at all. But, like, if you can get a game changer, like an elite elite quarterback, I think you got to do it. They're picking so high this year. I'd be shocked. You know what this makes me think, I, I really, I really like, I really like the staff that Mayo's put. I, yeah. when, when, when they hired Van Van Pelt, I told Steve, I said, I love that. I like that. Jim, and, you see they uh, brought that high power? Back, I mean, high yeah. power linebacker coach. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, I'm telling you guys, I, I, I'm agreeing with you both. I mean, I really like Mayo. I think, and Kraft's no fool. He had this rolled up his sleeve the whole time. He had this. He had that guy. That guy was handpicked. Glass maybe two years for all we know. He was waiting in the wings. He was the next coach. Yeah, all along. Kraft didn't even interview anyone. And and and, so the, knows, and the players love him, and he's respected around the league. So that will yeah. help them trying to sign free agents. And you know, maybe in the last couple of years, maybe that kind of hurt us because people had heard how it is with the. Patriot way under Belichick, and they didn't want to go there. Yeah, I think it just kind of wore wore the the shine was off the you know the bloom was off the rose. He had such a great run in New England, but with with the drafting and with a lot of he kept putting people in the doghouse every week. A lot of players were getting moved and then benched. Even the Super Bowl when they benched cornerbacks in the Super Bowl, it was just getting a little stale. I think Mayo's going to be a breath of fresh air. You know what this tells me though? I mean, I I, I mean, I'm optimistic. I'm I'm optimistic, Jim. Well, I'm you know way more optimistic me? for them than my, than I am the Red Sox. <laughs> oh, there, Jim. Jim okay, <laughs> Jim. You know what this tell you know what this tells me though. This tells me that they liked what they saw out of the quarterbacks that they had to work with at the Senior Bowl. They're probably going to take somebody like a Spencer Rattler or a Joe Milton. Rattler's not bad. Rattler's not bad. I just double up then. I go. I go. You getting the, you getting the best guy maybe since Randy Moss. I go receiver Marvin Harrison and then get a quarterback second round. Boom. The whole the and whole then, thing. I, you though, the whole the whole thing what? is the whole thing is a, a lot of a, a lot of the talk with Caleb Williams is from from what I have seen and read. A lot of talk with Caleb Williams is a lot of players. A lot of yeah. So-called experts, and, and again, we say that and we preface it with it's really just their opinion. They may not know more than you do. But the so-called experts, a lot of them think he's a once-in-a-lifetime talent and compare him to Mahomes. But there are others who say, slow down. He ain't nowhere near near that. Hell no. I don't think so. And and there's a lot of talk about his ego and how he is and his demands and stuff. So and then you go to go to the the kid from North Carolina, and everybody's like, well, you know, he's the old typical drop back NFL quarterback. Well, okay, that's great, but does that work anymore? I mean, it worked with Brady, but does it work now? No. How many guys? Don't have to scramble around and move and maybe run or throw on the run. How many typical top quarterbacks do you see that are drop back, stay in the pocket quarterbacks? 
That, Unless you have so a terrific I'm, offensive line. That scares me rare, about him. And then you get, you, get to, to, you get to the kid I like from LSU, Daniels. That's the guy there. Yeah. Number three. Number three. That's the guy. That's got to be the pick I did. I, I think he's the guy. I, I, if I was at number one and I wasn't going to give the job to jo- uh, Fields anymore, I, I'm – I'm probably taking Daniels over Caleb Williams. I just I, I I saw the kid play. He throws a pretty pass, man. He can throw deep. He can run. He checks off. He knows how to go to secondary receivers. He had good coaching with Kelly, Brian Kelly. I mean, he's, he's going to be – whoever gets him and see uh, – all right, they, they made this comparison with Caleb to uh, – Mahomes, which I mean, there's no that's way. Kind of yeah. laughable. You don't, you don't, you know. <laughs> that's like you don't, you don't see nobody com- well, for, comparing somebody to Brady, do you? Well, and, for one, and it's, for it's one getting one. laughable. Getting laughable to com- compare them to Mahomes, but what they're well, comparing for, for Daniels one. to, what they're comparing Daniels to is C.J. Stroud. Well, for, yeah. for one, Mahomes, more, uh, Mahomes didn't go trying to his mama. And and, Steve, yeah, and, 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 and guys, I mean, and, and Daniels can run more more than Stroud. Yeah. He could be better. Yeah, see, and, that's I'm just a, saying. And Stroud, and Stroud can do that, but not like Daniels. Yeah, and it's like you guys are so close to the top of the draft, man. How many times are you ever going to chance to get, to get a transcendent quarterback, a, a, huge, a true game changer Well, I mean, that, that, that's what we're going to wait and see because – Normally, like, when normally in guys, draft, get one. we always screw it up and trade down, and Bill oh. just thinks he's smarter than everybody else in the world, and he'll draft somebody out of ten bucks too, and yeah, he'll be an NFL MVP pro pick the first season because Bill thinks he's that damn smart. Well, he's got it. So now what are we going to do? Are we going to still keep doing that, or are we going to start loading up with some players that – Everyone expects things out of, and not just Belichick. Everyone sees what this player can be. I mean, my God, Belichick drafted what? We drafted a damn center number one one time. <laughs> yeah, he he was and J- Jim, though, to be fair, to be fair, drafting drafting people from from bumfuck nowhere. Uh, to be fair, the last person he did that to, besides Cole Strange was Kyle Duggar out of Lenore Ryan, and we've seen what Duggar well, has turned into. I'm not into saying the, he wasn't the, good at it. I'm not saying, I'm not saying he wasn't good yeah. at it. And mostly it was Belichick had a real talent for, for finding defensive backs yeah. from out of nowhere that he didn't have to pay too much to until they started showing how good they were, and then he let them go. Or like he did with right. with certain players, he put them in a the doghouse until they wanted out. So, yeah, right. Um, I don't know. I, I New England, even even when they had Brady and the wide receivers and Gronk and and I mean, you know, Moss and uh, Edelman and Welker and all the players we had. We still weren't ever really known as being a like a flashy team, like all these offenses you hear about now, like the Rams offense or Dallas's offense or 
Buffalo or Kansas City. We weren't thought of like that. Everybody knew we had great offensive talent, but they always knew we had a good defense. You know, it's always the other side of it. We were good everywhere. We had an O-line. We had a D-line. We had skilled players. We never had running backs. You know, we we had guys that were decent but never big-name running backs that were going to rush for 1,500 yards because we had Brady and the, and the receivers. But – Right. We 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 could we could flip this thing around to where we're one of these teams that now all of a sudden we're thought of as a high juggernaut offense. We could be like a Miami. We could be like a Buffalo. We could get involved yeah. and play the new kind of game that we that's being played yeah. in the NFL now. You know, because we've got our number three pick. There are good free agents available. There are trades that could be made. We could rebuild so quick, people wouldn't even know what hit them next year. You, you can get you can get a franchise quarterback, and then you can sign a, a number one receiver. You or you can get Diggs or Calvin Ridley. I mean, it, like like, I mean, like you said, in a couple of weeks you could turn it around and have a brand new offense with a brand new coach. I mean, I just, tell, tell you tackle, right now, it would be be stunning if they want offensive tackle. Stunning, to me. I mean, tell you right now, bring back, uh, bring back Hunter Henry, bring back Kendrick Bourne, and go after a receiver in, in another receiver in free agency like a T. Higgins or a Calvin Ridley. Yeah, uh, in my Ridley, opinion, yeah. I'd ra- I'd probably want Ridley due to the speed. Uh, mm-hmm. And I mean, come on, just just take a look at what he did in in Jacksonville this year. I mean, you know. Uh, I, I do think, though, that Hunter Henry has to be one of their priorities because I, I don't I don't see any other tight ends available. Uh, well, and, and a, another be... thing about Hunter, I mean, let's let's just be honest with last year's team, how bad it got. Hunter Henry was one of the only players that didn't quit. He kept trying. Right. Oh, absolutely. The only absolutely. thing that made him quit was the injury. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you and saw this sh- guy out there every week catching damn passes, being double teamed, and catching shit with one hand. <laughs> He's a stud. And they still weren't even utilizing him as much as they could have. He could have had 1,000 yards. I mean, he was their best weapon. I right. You know, besides, besides Stevens out of the backfield, best pass catcher. He's a stud. They could really flip this whole franchise, Steve, and I think that's what they're going to try to do. And I think that's well, the main reason so. they could have they could have brought Josh Daniels uh, back at uh, McDaniel as a OC. He he would have came back in a heartbeat. Right. They didn't. They didn't right. want. You know, they didn't want that same old offense no more. They want something more. <laughs> they want to open it up. They want everything brand new. It's a whole new day. They don't want to keep out the old guys around, the old girlfriends. You know what I mean? It's like a brand new day. They want a whole facelift, everything new. All new color, which yeah. I think is good. You can't stay stuck in the past. You know what I think? I would say, if anything, the one person that they needed to keep is uh, uh, specifically on the offensive, uh, on the uh, uh, not offense, on the coaching side, is Troy Brown, the wide receivers right. coach. I mean, honestly, they're, uh, not only is he a Patriot uh, legend, but I mean, there, there was not much with with what Belichick was giving him. Last year, in terms of wide receivers, I mean, come on, Tyquan Thornton, 
who has been proven to be a bust now. Uh, Devontae Parker, who can't catch worth a shit. Matter of fact, if you had a competition between him and Nelson Aguilar over who could drop the most balls, I think it would I probably mean, be we, one of the tightest competitions yeah, uh, you would see. We have, we have it, never... Rieger. I mean, they we have had, never been there. able to. Dra- we have never been able to draft wide receivers. We have never been yeah, able like, to draft offensive players unless they were linemen. Well, no more Bill now. No Fucking more, Aaron Donald. Belichick, Belichick did not know skill positions. He now, freaking got lucky with Brady. Look, I mean, look when Brady was drafted, he just freaking got lucky with that. Yeah, I mean, hell, Aaron Do- Aaron Dobson was better of a wide receiver than Tyquan Thornton. Yeah, uh, I like Nikhil like Harry. Don't get me started on Nikhil Harry. I like uh, I like Troy right. Brown. I like the, I like the former players. I didn't mean clean house and don't keep any past Patriots around. I like high talent. No, 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 no. I'm just I was thinking more like the O'Brien, the, the McDaniel's, the Patricia. I don't think he should be near a football field at all, but. Like I'm saying, those guys don't let those guys stick around. Just get rid of those. Right. It, it was a good smell. Oh, there you go. I'm just saying. I like, think, let's, I, let's think basically, new... mm-hmm. I mean, of course, the the defensive coordinator was there in place and and got promoted, and nobody has a problem with that. I mean, I mean, we don't even talk about the defense because our defense okay. was pretty damn good. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Covington, there will be no, no problem. Nobody has a problem no with, problem with who the Covington. D.C. is. Um, nope. I think Troy – I agree with Steve. I think Troy Brown needs to, needs to still be the, the wide receiver coach. I like that they didn't go Josh McDaniels. I like what they did. Um, and who is the other one? Oh, I like I'll Dante. You, I like Dante. Yeah. Um, I like the new OC. I, I really I, – I like what they've done. And now they just need also, to – it's worth – put the they, I, I, and, and they brought back one of the Belichick kids. Mm-hmm. He's, he's sticking yeah. around. The other one, the other one left. Um, yeah, Brian, more, man. Our, and uh, I don't have Brian, a problem. I don't have a problem with that. Steve went to Washington. Yeah, Steve, yeah. Steve went to Washington, uh, the Huskies. Yeah, but I I don't have no problem with him coming back. I mean, I don't think Mayo would have done that if he didn't have confidence in him. Yeah, well, uh, Brian did well with the safeties. I have no pro I have no problem with them bringing. Hell, I wouldn't have had a problem with them bringing Steve back because he he was very tight with Mayo uh, for those years uh, on the defense, and also not to you know not to mention it, you know having continuity. Uh, on the coaching staff wouldn't be wouldn't be a problem. Uh, I do think though that uh, them deciding not to bring back Bill O'Brien basically shows that there's there's been a shift in philosophy now when it comes to yeah I uh, mean, when it comes to I mean, uh, just, running the offense. Both both things, Steve. O'Brien not coming back and not rehiring Josh, they're telling you we're not going to be the same offense you're used to seeing. That, that offense wasn't working. I sure Brady. as hell hope not. <laughs> Newsflash, without Brady, that offense wasn't doing shit in the NFL. That's the thing. That's why yeah. they're trying I to mean, Let's be start. honest. I mean, 
It's time for a new system. Good guys. I mean, Welker was good. Edelman's good. Of course, Gronk was the best. Amendola was good. Randy Moss was fantastic. But there were some years where we didn't have those kind of guys, and Brady would still win games because he was Brady. Right. Mac Jones ain't Brady. (laughs) And another thing I noticed, too, and this is what kind of – I think if Bill had stayed – I don't think that they would have a shot of bringing back uh, Hunter Henry. And the reason why I say this is because you look at what Bill did after draft, after Mac Jones's first year. I mean, hell, he he uh, stiffed uh, Jacoby Myers by one million. Do- he wouldn't give Jacoby Myers an extra million dollars on the contract because he was Mac's boy. And it's the same thing with Hunter Henry. You know, uh, Hunter Henry became Mac's favorite receiver his first year. And then all of a sudden we saw what happened with Henry. He went from having a career high in touchdowns to basically becoming almost invisible on the offense. So I think, you know, maybe hopefully with Van Pelt at the helm here uh, as the offensive coordinator, You know, maybe perhaps, uh, obviously, you know, they're not going to stick with Mac because I I, I believe uh, one of those experts said that uh, they could get, like, a day three pick, I think, in exchange for Mac Jones if they were to to decide to trade him. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Mac does get traded, if they They feel they can get any sort of value. You get a quarterback, and then you sign a good, solid, like a like a Minshew type. Maybe not someone like him quite, but like someone a veteran. Brissett, in Jaden Daniels. Yeah, Daniels and like a Brissett. That's what I would do. Who am I? No one, but like that's what I would do. I think I may, Mayo. I think wants a new quarterback. Kraft, Kraft is looking for the next big thing too. I mean, they're ready to make a splash. They want to be back. They want to be proud again. They, you know, you got you got, you got your ch- chance of at a franchise quarterback right here, number three pick. And also, also get some damn players who really actually want to fucking play. Don't get don't give me another Trent Brown <laughs> who fucking quits midway through a play, who literally acts Terrible. like who acts like he's he's a fucking Alzheimer's patient wandering around the uh, where the offensive line is supposed to be. Not even bothering to try and block. That was embarrassing. And the defense was kicking ass. I mean, that was so hard. Embarrassing. Every, every snap, the defense was selling out, playing so tough. Such a blue collar unit. Right. I mean, all right. Here, I'm, I'm going to read you the list of. Of course, there could be trades, but I'm going to read you the list of free agent quarterbacks. If they want to decide to go that route and then draft a wide receiver or a tackle. Um, Garrett Gilbert, Nathan Rourke, Jake Browning, Felipe yeah. Franks, Wu Pig Suey, Logan Woodside, Mason Rudolph, Matt Barkley, A.J. McCarron, Trevor Simeon, Kyle Allen, Brandon Allen, Wu Pig Suey, Carson Wentz, Josh Johnson, Blaine Gabbert, Nate Sudfeld, Joshua Dobbs, 
Joe Flacco, Tyler Huntley, Teddy Bridgewater, Gardner Minshew, Baker Mayfield, Drew Locke, Jameis Winston, Sam Darnold, Marcus Mariota, Tyrod Taylor, Jacoby Brissett, here's an interesting name, Ryan Tannehill, Kurt Cousins. Yeah. And I've been, I've been like, oof, a couple of years, man. He's out of Tannehill. I mean, imagine if they, okay, here are the new Patriots with Ryan Tannehill day one. I mean, the, uh, you guys would be okay with that? Instead of a I would over Mike Jones. I would not be mad. Jesus. Over Jade Daniels. Mike Grable did okay with him. He won no, not, not games, over Jade Daniels. Not over Jaden Daniels, uh, well, Alex, I'm not saying, but I mean, yeah, I'm we, not saying over Jaden Daniels. I'm saying if they choose to go tackle or wide receiver, I just, I'd I be know, okay I with Tannehill over a lot of those names. I'd rather him, have him than Jameis Winston. Jim, you know what yeah. intrigues me as well? If you're you know picking third, me I, as well, I, Jim. I, I, if they can, if, if they can put together an offensive line, Jake Browning Jake. also intrigues me. Top three pick. I mean, the quarterback staring you in the face, a franchise quarterback. If you pivot away from that, I don't know how you – perhaps or Mayo would do that. I, I don't know. Are you – I mean, Browning or – there's some good names there. But, I mean, you have a chance to get, like, a game-changing quarterback who's, like, 22 years old. I know. 12, I agree. But that's, but that's the thing. You're picking well, – I, I agree, too. I agree, too. I'm just saying if they choose not to go in that direction yeah. – this is the other option. Yeah. Unless they can trade for one. And, you know, you know, NFL teams, they don't normally trade their number one quarterbacks. No. Yeah. And it's so damn hard to get a great one. That's why it's like when you're picking yeah. that high, the chance doesn't come around often to get, get, a, get a Daniels or even – I don't like – I'm like you, Jim. I, I don't really believe in Caleb Williams. But Drake May, who knows? I, I, I think Jim Daniels is the guy – the best one out of this class, I, I would think. I don't know. It should be fascinating to see what they do. The other, the other I, option I look, we kicked around, the other option we kicked around, which I would not be opposed to, um, is if uh, Chicago says we'll trade you uh, Josh Fields for your number three pick. I would gladly and they draft field. Caleb. They draft Caleb, and then they get the number three pick and get a wide receiver or a tackle, and we get Josh yeah. Fields. Yeah, give us Josh Fields and the number nine pick for the, and maybe yeah. like a second round pick for the number three. Right. I would. I would. I would, I would do that. that. I would. I would take. take a, I would tackle. take Fields. I would take Fields because I don't think he's had very good. I don't think he's had very good coaching in Chicago. No, he hasn't. Coaching there, yeah. Yeah, Fields is really talented. Yeah, I would not mind that. I would not mind that. If they're going to trade back, you need to get something of substance. If you want to kill two birds with one stone, okay, if you're going to take a tackle, let's let's get a quarterback at the same time. Let's bring in Josh or Let's see if we can acquire Josh Fields, get the number nine pick, and get like maybe an extra second or an extra third round pick in uh, in return as well, along with 
Fields and the number nine pick, and boom, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean that. I mean that. That's. I like that option. Uh, I kind of think Chicago would be open to it if they're going to take Caleb Williams. Yeah, and from what it sounds like too, it it sounds like it's going to take a Godfather offer for Chicago to even think about trading the number one pick. So uh, that well, yeah, is basically they, out the window. They want Caleb Williams. So yeah, then you go. You, you know, you know they're going to trade number one pick, so you go the other route. So all right, we'll give you our number three and give us Josh Fields because we know what you're going to do. You're going to take Caleb Williams. So we'll take Fields off your hand, you know, so the publicity will be okay for you. You got your new quarterback. He's gone. Yeah. And uh, give us your number nine and, and, you know, a couple of picks here and there. And, we're, and we'll be cool. You know, we'll help you out. We'll make you look good. We'll, let, we'll, we'll make you look good to the Bear fans. Yeah, I would. I, mean, I, I know there's a lot of people in New England that wouldn't like the Fields move, but I would. I would not be opposed to it right. whatsoever. He's been really. Uh, I think he's. Good, I think he's good. And you, you, one thing you gotta keep this in mind. Um, everybody saw how good C.J. Stroud was, right? Right. I mean, well, there's no argument about that right now. He was Josh Fields' backup at Ohio State. Ooh, that I did um, not know. But I mean, there's no there's there's, there's throwing uh, throwing skills. Proud blows him out of the building, and he's bigger and just a better. He's much. He's definitely Proud's probably a better passer. Yeah, but Fields is a better runner, and yeah. he and he can throw too. Um, if you balance them out, all right. Let's say. Throwing the ball, okay. Stroud's probably a eight. Josh is a six five or a seven. Running the ball, Josh is a nine. Yeah, uh, Stroud's maybe a six. So if you balance it together, Josh is up there with him. Yeah, yeah. It's it's tough. Yeah, like you said, the coaching. A lot of people are saying, is it him or? Well, the luckily for CJ Stroud, he had a good coaching staff. Yeah, he did. In uh in in uh Houston. Yeah. Fields is just so Josh up and down. Fields and, and then Josh the, hasn't had the, that. When the Bears start saying, you know what, when the rumors came out, well, midway through this year, Fields was really struggling again this year. And then when they were like when all the rumors came out about Caleb Williams going to the Bears, you know, the last two or three weeks, Fields looks like, you know, Randall Cunningham suddenly. Yeah. He's throwing for four hundred yards and they're already like, you know what? Is this the real fields, or are you going to go back to being average next year if we keep you? They're kind of like they're. Almost, it seems like they're ready to move on from him, so he should be available. He's he's got a lot of potential. It it I mean it, it's a I mean, that's a big decision because you can you can get Daniels, and do, do you it's believe huge, in him yeah. enough that you're going to do that that you're just going to stay pat and you're going to take Daniels in the draft? Or do you want to roll the dice? Do you think Josh Fields is someone that uh, his his abilities haven't really been tapped into, and he's a he's a good player, and and you can end up adding more pieces. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a it's a it's an interesting decision. 
Is Drake May definitely All I going know number is we two? Better not go, we better not go back and draft another damn center number three in a damn draft. <laughs> Belichick has one last lap. He gets one last pick. One last pick on behalf of Belichick. <laughs> yeah, if they take a, if they take a tackle, if they take a tackle, it'll be either it'll be either Prashanu or it'll be uh, uh, what's his face, yeah. um, Joe Alt. I don't think it'll if they be keep, if they keep oh. the, if they keep the number three if they keep the number three pick and they draft a tackle, they messed up. Yeah. Just, you gotta be, if, you, if you're going to keep the though. number three pick, you got to go quarterback or Marvin Harrison Jr. Right. Yes. It, it wouldn't be off brand though for uh, for what's his name uh, for Elliot Wolf. It wouldn't be off brand for him <laughs> if he's the one making the the new decisions now. And if you get field, I kind of I kind of think uh, they need to one one or two I think. I kind of think Kraft's. Uh, I kind of think Kraft's son's gonna get more involved now. Yeah, oh yeah, be too especially, bad. especially with them now having that lawyer. Uh, I, I guess they had some sort of lawyer uh, in the uh, offensive coordinator discussions when they were doing contract discussions. When usually, when usually, when you have somebody. Uh, when you're discussing a contract with a coordinator or a coach, there's usually only two people in the room with you, the general manager and the head coach. But now the Patriots have like like four or five people in all discussions with anything. So you you can bet your ass that Jonathan Kraft is involved. Because yeah, all that all that tells you all that tells you is Bill is gone. Yeah. Definitely. Because when Bill's there, nobody else got no say-so. Now, I think that did kind of lead to, and of course, the past couple of seasons' records, but um, him and Kraft have been kind of butting heads. Kraft didn't want to let Mm -hmm. Garoppolo go. And Bill did. Kraft didn't want to let Brady get out of there, and Bill said he was he was washed up. And Bill wanted to trade Mac, and Kraft vetoed it. So, at, at least as far as quarterbacks, uh, Kraft and and uh, Belichick didn't see eye to eye. Right. The yeah, biggest mistake, been, the biggest the biggest mistake was letting yeah. Brady go. Big time. I mean, obviously you saw you saw what happened, you know, he ends up as, literally his first season away from New England, he wins the Super Bowl. So and, wait, yeah. and that's another I didn't look up the list about receivers, but we were talking about, you know, if they draft a quarterback, they can go sign somebody and we we brought up you name. We didn't bring up Mike Evans. He's a free agent. Oh, yeah. Ooh, okay. Mike Evans yeah. is the best of that bunch. A Hall of Famer, surefire. I mean, he's he's elite. Six five. Imagine him c- catching balls for, in New England. 
for a for a, for, a, for, a, for a new QB. Mike, that's incredible. Mike that's Evans. Mike Evans made Johnny Manziel a star in college. Yeah, it was, it was now. Baker Mayfield, and he resurre- resurrected Baker Mayfield's career in Tampa. Yeah, he helped. Uh, and then, like he, he, said, he and yeah. he's a he's a free agent. Yeah, and like Steve pointed you don't out, trade nobody yeah. for him. You can just go sign him. Yeah, and Ridley's awesome. Alabama, he missed a year. He had what thirteen hundred yeah, right. yards. Yeah, let, let's uh, okay, okay, Mister Kraft. You said you, the money ain't gonna be no option. Let's go sign Ridley and Mike Evans. And then you got T. Higgins, who's the number one receiver anywhere. You know, he he was the number two because he was playing with Jamar Chase. That T. Higgins is the number one receiver right away if he signs in New England. Uh, yeah, you got three stud receivers, free agents right there. Yeah, go, the get, go get a couple of go get a couple of those receivers. Go get a couple yep. of those receivers. Resign Hunter Henry. You've got running backs. <laughs> go find you a lineman or two. You're all set. Defense is okay. You may need to plug something here or there, but the defense is fine. And draft a quarterback at number three. You're ready to go. They got a lot of potential to, to do great things. That's not. That's Jim, not how about a, Godwin? Is Godwin on that list? Uh, yeah, Chris Godwin. Yeah, Chris Godwin's on there too. But Jim, I, Jim, the thing that worries me about him is he gets hurt so much. He does. But Jim, what you just laid out—not some amazing. Let's we have to do eighty-five different things. That's easily achievable. Each thing they got the draft pick, they got the money, so they can get the, they can get both a quarterback and one or two incredible receivers. They can they can they accomplish can that. If Kraft listen, if Kraft wants to spend the money, they got the damn money. This is Kraft. Do you ever buy cheese? <laughs> I, I like it too much. Too much of it. Do you ever buy mayo? Do you, I mean, this is Kraft Foods. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, this is he. They can they can revamp that offense overnight. They got all the, they got the money. Yeah. They got the draft pick. They got everything they need to get the job done and make it an explosive offense overnight. Yeah, and, and if you had weapon. somebody like Daniels, if you had if you had Daniels as your quarterback, and like a Mike, um, <laughs> and you surround him with with real good weapons like that, and a great tight end, good running back. Yeah, um, why, I mean, my God, Steve, we probably wouldn't have seen an offense like that, you know, since the Brady days with Edelman and Gronk. I mean. They made Brady mess around with with, with like uh, D two receivers and stuff his last year or two. Yeah, but I mean, you go back. Right. I mean, if we go out and sign some of these receivers, and we draft a quarterback at number three, and I mean, we can still get a lineman later in the draft. Of course, of course. Or you sign you you sign one or two linemen. And you know what's interesting? I think it's a great time for them to start getting – I don't think with Bill Belichick still at the wheel, still calling the shots, they wouldn't be looking to add these, these explosive weapons. You know what I mean? It's great. It's a great year for them to have a number three pick in the draft because they'll just do – I think they'll do the right thing and get the damn franchise quarterback. Bill would try to think, try to outthink everyone and maybe – and then he might, might not want to sign Mike Evans. Look, he didn't want to sign – a couple different big receivers because they had attitudes. Well, this is the NFL. A lot okay. of the receivers have at, a lot of the receivers have attitudes. Belichick. He would want to. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Mail Here we go. Wide receiver, free agents. I'm going to leave a few out that 
probably people have never heard their names. Um, and I'll bring up a couple of uh, interesting ones that maybe they aren't a number one, but they would be a hell of a slot receiver. And I, I'll give you a perfect example when I get to it. But, oh, my God, at all these free agents. Uh, I'm going to eliminate a bunch of them. Though. Yeah, it's going to be a receiver not, year, I think. Yeah, I'm not going. I'm not going to waste a lot, to, a lot of time on a lot of them. But there are some good ones on there. Let me get to the good ones. You, you got, you got three uh, number ones that I rep: T. Higgins, Ridley, and Mike Evans. All right, right here's, there. The, here's the guy. Here, here's one of them I was talking about. Um, yeah. might not cost you as much as a, as a number one. What about Scotty Miller? Well, he's like a uh, poor man. I don't. I mean, he's like a little. Well, I know. Yeah, that's he's what like, I was thinking. Or, that's exactly like what I was thinking. Sterling Shepard, Van Van Jefferson. So Van Jefferson, Van Jefferson. He's like Aguilar stuff. Michael, like here's here's you want Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah, he's good. I Maybe, would not yeah. mind Pittman at all. He's uh, isn't he with um with Indy? Indianapolis. Yeah, it last last year he made two point one, so that's kind of it's going to cost you more than that. T. Higgins last year made two point two. Um, Matthew Slater, Calvin Ridley, Marquise Brown, retiring. Marquise Brown, Randall Cobb, Nelson Aguilar, Braxton Berrios. McCole Hardman, Paris Campbell, Jamal Agnew, DJ Clark, Kendall Bourne, Cedric Wilson, Tyler Boyd, Odell Beckham Jr., and Mike Evans. Mm. Curtis Curtis yeah. Samuel from Washington is another one. Yeah. You add one of those, one of the number ones. You add like a, you gotta get one of those Mike Evans, Ridley types, and then you add another complimentary guy like a Scotty Miller, I think, and, you, and then you're really, then you're really rocking. But I, I think a true Evan, number one Evans is, is going to cost Evans. Evan is Evans is going to cost you between twenty and twenty five a year. Um, Tyler Boyd, probably it's fifteen actually. to twenty. Kendrick Bourne. Probably yeah. ten. Those are like number three guys. Um, yeah. Boyd's like a possession. We don't want Aguilar. We don't want Aguilar. No uh, Ridley Ridley made two point seven, so you can get him probably at ten to fifteen. So you can pay him. You can pay him number two money. I mean, honestly, I would have said Scotty Miller, but I think he would probably fill the role that they already have uh, Demario Douglas filling. I think that's where, where what Douglas is going to do next year, which would be the slot. Yeah, but, and, and then you got you got T, you got T Higgins and Michael Pittman and all of this stuff too. Um, and right, Scotty Miller, you, you you got you got. You got, man. You got a great opportunity to turn your wide receiving crew into one of the best in the league. I'd add Pittman to that fourth. I'm not, out of all those guys, and then the big three: Ridley. Yeah, Higgins, I like, I like Pittman Evan. a lot too. Yeah, I agree. I like Pittman a lot too. 
so right there, that, that those are four legitimate, proven number one receivers. So they just need to get one of those guys, and then they get like a they get another guy off that list. Like you said, they already got a stud tight end, stud running back. They're they're right there. They get a full faithless offensively in one off season. They can start a, a they could have an explosive yeah. week, week one. Steve, week one, Steve, I mean, Steve, I mean, Steve, as as bad as what we went through during the season, it really doesn't take a lot to fix it if they just go get them. They're there for the taking. Yeah, Kraft said money ain't no problem. So go get them yeah. and draft that draft Daniels, and let's see what let's see what this offense coordinator can do with them. That's it. They got the money, and he's willing to spend it. So prove it. Yeah, show me the money, Kraft. Go out and do those guys look exactly. good. You know, proud franchise. Because see, cool if area. you sign if you sign these guys, Steve, if you sign these guys. And you draft a quarterback, you're going to have him for five years. If you do all this, when you sign these guys, they're going to want four, five, six, seven, eight, nine-year contracts. So if you if right. you hit if you yeah. hit on these moves, you're going to be relevant for for a pretty good while to come. Yeah, well, oh, you're yeah. going to make New England. You're going to make it even a more mm-hmm. attractive destination. More and more of these guys that are all big. See, then we would be younger. We would be younger while Buffalo's getting older. The Jets yep. are still you know, the Jim, Jets. Jim, one and of the Miami things I'm is wondering. Miami's kind of getting to the point where, okay, we know what y'all do. Y'all can score 30, but you can't stop nobody. So, they can't play when it's not when it's yeah. not 70 degrees out. They can't score points when it's not 75 degrees out. So we yeah. know what Miami you know, Jim, so, one one of the right. things I'm wondering, though, Jim, is uh, I'm kind of wondering if maybe perhaps the Patriots might not, you know, I mean, obviously we talked about the possibility of Mac Jones being traded. Uh, I think there's right. a possibility that they could potentially trade somebody like a Matthew Judon, who's in the final year of his deal uh, at the draft, potentially, if they if they really want to completely rebuild this franchise, they could potentially I think get like like say say they say they make a pick in the first round and maybe they see a quarterback available at the end of the first round like like a Michael Penix or a JJ or a JJ McCarthy. Uh, I'd rather have McCarthy than Penix. You could potentially see them maybe move on from Matthew Judon for a late first round pick. I don't because I've I, I, I've, I've heard, I, I've heard I, reports I, I, that they could. I don't I don't mind McCarthy, but I don't want I don't want Penix. Yeah, I wasn't impressed by Penix at all. McCarthy, I, mean, and, I guess it's. And, and, if and, can... and, and if they, I'm telling you right now, Steve, I'm telling you right now, if their whole strategy is we're going to build all this stuff and build all this stuff and then we're going to move down in about number 20 or 22 and we're going to grab Bo Nix, I'm fucking done with them. I'm done with them. <laughs> oh, you're telling me. I've already got my uncles, I've already got my uncles sold on, uh, on no Bo Nix. Plus, Bo Nix is about God. as old as Nick Holt. He's about as old as Nick Holt. 
Bo Nix was you. nothing but a product <laughs> product of the Oregon offense. That's all he was. Yeah. If they do yeah. that, that's, that's just blasphemy. I, I saw him in the SEC with Auburn against top-notch <laughs> competition every week, and he sucked. That's why he left the yeah. SEC. He does suck. That's Basically, Marcus Mariota 2.0. Yep, exactly. You're closing. Hey it's, it's been awesome, guys. I got to run. I got to wake up real early, so I'm going to turn in. I'll be back next week. All right, Alex. All right, Alex. There you are. All right, always, always a great time. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good night. You too. You too. See you. All right, bye-bye. Bye. We got yeah, thirty-five you know, Jim, minutes. Honest, honestly, that would be—I think—I think that would be a worst-case scenario if they were to—if they were to go after somebody like a Bo Nix. Yeah, I, I, and and I mean, you know, I'm kind of scared because it's New England, and we know how drafts go. But he's gone, so I'm kind of confident they won't do that. I'm kind right. of confident if they're going to take a quarterback, they're going to stay at three and get a quarterback. They're not going to mess around. If, if the only other option that I can think of. stay at three and get one, or are they going to trade and get uh, Josh Fields? Yeah, the only other thing I can think of is if they don't stay at three, take a quarterback, or they don't trade for Josh Fields, the only other thing I can think of is they want one of those quarterbacks they worked with at the Senior Bowl, like uh, like a Spencer Rattler or uh, yeah. or a Joe Milton. Rattler's Rattler's good. I, I, I he's good, but I don't I don't I don't know that he's the guy you're going to bring in and he's going to be your starter next year. I think if, no, you, I think if you draft somebody. Daniels, I think if you draft Daniels or you trade for Fields, they're your starter. Yeah. But I, uh, I, Jim, did you pay? Did I would. You, I wouldn't mind him drafting to... Rattler if they decide they're not going quarterback up there, and they end up having to having to draft one way down. I'd rather have Rattler than Bo Nix. Oh yeah. Uh, Jim, did you did you pay attention at all to the uh, to the trade deadline this uh, this week of uh, of the NBA? I yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I uh, like what, what the you... Knicks did. I like what the Knicks did. I like what Boston did. And since they're not going to win, I, I I like what the Grizzlies did. Um, yeah, I think I think Gordon Hayward was a good pickup. I like what yeah. OK City did. I like what OK City did. I like what Milwaukee what about, did. Uh, what about Philly? I like what Milwaukee did. Field. Milwaukee went out. Milwaukee went out and got some guys that can play defense. What What about a uh, Philly Dude, trading for Buddy Heald? See, I don't know about that. I, I don't. I I still think Buddy's going to be a bust. I don't know. I mean, it I just think seems all he so can do is shoot threes. It just seems so odd to me because you know Indiana they they find themselves in in the playoff picture in the playoff hunt, and yet basically they decided to trade their starting point guard in Buddy Heald for 
Doug McDermott, Firkin Korkmaz, and a couple of second-round picks. It just from a from an indie standpoint, it made no sense to me. I, I but uh, I don't know. I, I all I ever saw <laughs> all I ever saw from Buddy was he could spot up and shoot threes if you could get him open. Um, so I, I I mean I don't know what they were doing. I, I think Boston did good. I really like what Milwaukee did as far as the roster. I don't like what they did with. Uh, Doc Rivers. Um, oh my God, that's horrible! Yeah, and, and seriously, with Memphis looking ahead, and they've got this new kid on there, this rookie this year that's so good. Yeah, they're going to be Jackson. strong next year. I, I, I like, I like what they did. I like what OK City did. Uh, Lakers did okay. I mean, they got what's his name. Uh, Dimwitty or um, as, as a free agent. Yeah, yeah. The Ra- the Raptors the Raptors traded for Dinwiddie and then they're buying him out, which I uh, yeah. it, it just screams salary dump to me that they traded away Dennis yeah, Schroeder and, 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 and Thaddeus he's, Young. He's he's a good piece. He's a good piece to have. He's not bad. No, but I I I kind of like what Dallas did. Um. Oh yeah, trading away. And, and, the, and, the and I, again, I, I think I think the Knicks did good. Yeah, Jim, the one thing, thing that's funny. The one thing that's funny though is that they uh, the Mavericks had to trade away a first round pick for somebody to take on uh, Grant Williams. <laughs> and. Yeah, and the whole thing was they got pissed off at Grant Williams for for uh, swapping his shoes from Luca's shoes to Jason Tatum's shoes. Yeah, I don't know if you heard that, but that's what the that's I what the deal not, was. Actually, that's what oh, the deal wow. was. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah. What's being said is uh, a lot of players like this move, or this was a good move for the locker. What they're not telling you is the detail. He quit wearing Lucas shoes and started wearing Jason Tatum shoes. Wow! So that's if anything, that's petty. Yeah, I know. That 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 screams that there's more. That screams that there's more of a problem. Well, there may have been. There may have been. There may have been other things. There may have been other problems they had with him. And then when he says, "Okay, well, screw y'all. I'm gonna start wearing Jason Tatum shoes." Then they said, okay, it's time for you to go. Yeah. Uh, I, I also like, like you said, with what uh, the Knicks did, getting Alec Burks and Bohan uh, Bogdanovich while finally yeah. trading away Evan Fournier's contract. Um, and pretty much, I mean, the Pistons, they're just loading up on, on veteran players just to, uh, just to have tradable contracts, basically. Is is what the Pistons are doing, um, you know. Boston, they went and got uh, Tillman from the Grizzlies in exchange for I think it was like two second round picks or something that they gave up, uh, as well yeah, as uh, yeah, Lamar two, Stevens. Yeah, and 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 the two number twos were like freaking six seven years from now. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I mean, they, you know, they got so many second-round picks in the offseason, you know, so. Um, and now the, the, Grizzlies are like that too. The, Grizzlies, the Grizzlies are like that, too. They got so many damn draft picks coming up. It's yeah. like. But, I mean, that, I mean, you know, that uh, that can help you when you're trying to trade for somebody. And I love what Tillman brings, too. Uh, the fact that, you know, obviously his offensive stats aren't too flashy, but it's more of, it's more of what he does on the rebounding and the defense. Uh, I looked at they said he's 29th among players when it comes to, uh, uh, when it comes to steals, apparently, on average. I mean, just, uh, just looking at from some, what, from some what of the I know stats. About him with Memphis, what I know about him with Memphis, he, he played with high energy, played good defense, and uh, set good picks. He, he ain't going to be somebody going to get you a lot of points. Um, and he probably really ain't going to get you a lot of rebounds. He plays good defense, plays high energy, sets picks, moves the ball around. But as far as points and rebounds, he don't get you yeah. a lot. He averages a single single. So, right. Um, well, he's going to be mainly he, he, off the bench he, anyway. He, he would. He probably fits in with. Probably would fit in good with Boston's bench. You know, for a playoff run. Right. Yeah, and plus he has playoff experience too with Memphis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they also got from the 76ers, but they see, got the re- the reason uh, the, that Springer the reason the, the reason the, the reason the Grizzlies did that and the reason they traded Roddy and that other guy to Phoenix, they were opening up room uh, under the cap and everything with the money and a salary spot so they could go out and, and uh, give Gigi, this rookie that's turned out to be so good, went out and gave him a four- or five-year deal, a, a really good deal. So that's right. why they did all that. So now in their mind, uh, next season, you know, they got Bain coming back. They got Smart coming back. They got Ja coming back. They got JJJ coming back. And, and Gigi is, man, this guy's good. He's really, yeah. really good. And as soon as he signed the damn contract, he broke some kind of uh, NBA rookie record that same night. So, and he played college ball at South Carolina. I knew he was good. I just didn't know he was this good. So, I like the direction they're moving. And, that you know, they stockpile some more draft picks, which they can use for trades. Uh, and with where they're going to finish this season, they're going to have another good draft. So, they kind of do it the right way. They try to do it through the draft, you know, and, and picking up players that people underestimate. You know, they don't go out and try to make these big splash trades where they're going to give up two or three of their stars and go get out a superstar that don't fit in the locker room. They don't do it that way. They do it the right way. They've just been – I mean, you know, you posted about it. They have just been under siege this season with injuries. Yeah, and I also like you know what I also liked uh, one of these uh, in particular, the Utah Jazz. I don't know what Toronto is thinking, going out and get it. They must really feel that they can somehow be in the playoff picture because they go out and grab Kelly Olynyk uh, and Ochai Ogbaji, 
while giving up a first-round pick as part of the deal. Now, in, in my opinion, Kelly Olenek, there's no damn way in hell he's worth a first-round pick. Uh, Utah, along with that first-round pick, also gets Otto Porter Jr. and Kira Lewis Jr. Uh, to me, that is a Danny Ainge robbery, if I'm looking at it. Uh, <laughs> the fact he was able to get a first-round pick for Kelly Olynyk, I I don't know what the hell Toronto what the hell is going on in Toronto. They're they're like five games out of the play-in tournament, and it's like screw this first round pick. We don't want a potential lottery pick. Hey Steve, um, yeah, I apologize for this because you're on the NBA now, and I I, I got into. I don't got into this NFL draft now, and I got to bring this up. Uh, other possibilities, you know, I know we we're okay in the running back category. We got a couple of young guys that are good, but if you really want to go out and and do something, here here's a few guys available: Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, Derek Henry. And Austin Eckler. Well, it's worth note. It's worth noting that they could always move Ramondre Stevenson back to the two because uh, they won't have Ezekiel Elliott because he only signed for one year. So they do need a second running back. Yeah, <laughs> Pollard. Pollard would be great as a number two. He's not a number one, but he's great as a number two. And he is great uh, as a receiver because at Memphis, Probably. that's what he was. He played. He played wide receiver at Memphis. He wasn't a running back. Yeah, problem with Pollard though. I don't see Dallas. I don't see Dallas. I see Dallas tagging him. I think Dallas is going to sign Travis uh, Xavier Henry. What's what's his name? Uh, <laughs> Derrick Henry. Derrick, I think Dallas gonna sign Derrick Henry. Yeah, that wouldn't shock me. I honestly the thought ass. that wherever Mike Vrabel would go was where was where Henry would go. Well, Vrabel ain't going nowhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. I originally thought that you know wherever if Vrabel had become a head coach elsewhere, uh, that Derrick Henry would probably follow him. Yeah, and uh on the on the free agent list, uh of course Kyle Duger's on there. Uh Hunter Henry's on there. Uh see I'm I'm I, I I'd centralized it to different positions. Now I'm just looking at overall Trent Brown's on there and who cares? Uh, yeah, nobody gives a shit about Trent Brown because he doesn't care about <laughs> even playing. <laughs> Stephon Gilmore is a free agent. Dalton Schultz, tight end yeah. from Houston, is a free agent. Hunter Henry is a free agent. Um, contract was uh, two years, uh, 14.3. Uh, per year? Josh. Huh? Per year? Yeah. 14.3 mil yeah. per year? 
Yeah. That's not bad for Henry. I would take that. Yeah. Yeah. It says it says he could ask for up to seventy one million on a deal. He's still just twenty nine years old. I mean, if they sell him correctly on, look, we're going to utilize you a lot better than Bill did, then I could see Henry potentially. I mean, he was an offensive captain. I, so. I, I could definitely see him staying because I know, I, know I know the talk around his family and the talk in Arkansas is he loves, he loves playing there. Yes, he does. So, I mean, just make him a fair deal and he'll stay. And there's, right. there's he's a, also one of Edge, Edge, too, I believe. Edge rusher, Edge rusher, ranked number fifty on free agents from the Patriots. Can you guess who he is? Twenty-five uh, years old. Josh Uche. Yep. Yeah, four that's years, one of the people 58. that I thought that they might trade potentially four, uh, at four the years, deadline. Four years, fifty. Four years, fifty-eight million. Oh Jesus! Uh, yeah, he never would have gotten that deal wow. under Bill. Uh, now, as far as Mayo goes, I mean, maybe there was one Patriot defender. They didn't say who, who it was, but there was one Patriot defender who said that Mayo being elevated to head coach uh, finalized his yeah. decision to stay with New England. Maybe maybe it's him. So it could be him, maybe. Yeah. I mean maybe it's him. Maybe it's him. Let me let me look at I, I'm looking at the top fifty. Um some other names are Xavier McKinney from the Giants of Safety, Robert Hunt from Miami, uh Kenny Moore, a cornerback from the Colts, Levante David, linebacker from Tampa. Jonathan Grenard from Houston, an edge rusher. Jadarius Smith from Cleveland, an edge rusher. Uh, Gabe Davis, wide receiver from Buffalo. Uh, Patrick Queen, a linebacker from Baltimore. I've I've always loved Queen's work. Yeah. All right, they're saying on him five years, $93 million. For Queen? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you know what the other thing okay. too is, I think he may, I think he may stay with Baltimore actually. Cause... Yeah, and we got a cornerback on Cincinnati, a Zui, a Woozy. I mean, a Woozy. Uh, here, here we go. Another Patriot on rank number twenty nine out of fifty on Winnu Mike on Winnu. Oh, Mike. Yeah, Anwenu, uh, he's been on record as saying that he wants to stay in New England, but it sounds like uh, New England might be going elsewhere, which I think would be a huge mistake. Out of the top 50 free agents, he's ranked 29, Steve. Yeah, I know, and he's he's probably maybe one of the best guards on this free agent class. Yeah. It would be a huge mistake for them to get rid of him. Yeah, Kevin Dotson from the Rams is a guard. Geno Stone from the Ravens, a safety. Devin White, linebacker from Tampa. Uh, Cameron Curl from the Commanders, a safety. Kyle Duger is 24th. 
They're saying mm-hmm. three years thirty. They're saying three years thirty three million. Mm. That's doable. I, I I agree. I agree with that. The uh, Titans cornerback Sean Murphy Bunting, uh, Dallas Cowboy offensive tackle Tyron Smith. They're not projecting any numbers, I think, because of injuries. Uh, defensive tackle from Cincinnati, DJ Reader. Uh, Calvin Ridley, they're projecting four years, $68 million. He's ranked 20. Baker Mayfield, they're – oh, that's oh, – he's going to get more than that. They're saying four years, $66 million. He'll get more than that. Uh, yeah, no, he'll get more than that for – for what he did with that, uh, set, I think he set career numbers with that, uh, uh, with with not just that offense, but that offensive line that they have that they have there in in Tampa. He's definitely going to yeah, get more he, than he that. Was, he was on he was on the run every game, so uh, the guy can throw on the run. We know that now because <laughs> he had to. Uh, 18th yeah. is uh, a wide receiver, Marquise Brown from the Cardinals. I want uh, to 26 Hollywood. years old. They're saying four years, I 60 million. Yeah, they're saying four years, six, 60 million. Bryce Huff, New York Giants edge rusher. Uh, Chase Young, 49ers. Uh, they're saying two years, 28 million. Yeah, Kendall Young will Fuller, stay with the, with the Niners, I think. Yeah, Kendall Fuller, cornerback from the Commanders. Leonard Williams, defensive tackle from Seattle. Mike Evans, they're saying four years, one hundred million. Um, yeah, that's Legereus, about right. Yeah, Legarius Sneed, cornerback from Kansas City. They're saying four years, forty-eight million. Dan Danielle Hunter, uh, edge rusher from the Vikings. Michael Pittman, ranked number 10. They got him ranked over Evans. Number 10, Michael Pittman, uh, 26 from the Colts, four years, $92 million. And Tony, and Tony uh, Winfield, Jr., a safety from Tampa. Christian Wilkins from the Dolphins, a defensive tackle. Damn, four years, $80 million. He must be good. <laughs> Here's another I think defensive Winfield tackle. Winfield was just like his father. Didn't his father Here's play for a, Tampa too? I don't know. Here's another defensive tackle from the Ravens, Justin Madupke, M-A-D-U-B-I-U-I-K-E. Madupke? I guess. He's 26. They're saying four years, 82 million defensive tackle. Uh, edge rusher from Carolina, Brian Burns. Woo! Five years, 108 million. Mm. Uh, Burns. Burns can stay the hell away from New England after the recent problems he's had with them. Yeah. Jalen Johnson, cornerback from the Bears. He's number five. Number four is T. Higgins. They're saying you can probably get him at four years, seventy million. Yeah, that sounds about right, considering he had a down year this year too. He's on. He's hey. He's only twenty four. Yep. Top three are 
Josh Allen, not the quarterback, <laughs> but an edge rusher from the Jaguars. Five years, one hundred and ten million. He's twenty. Yeah, that sounds about right with his produ- with his production. That sounds about right. Number two, Kirk Cousins, thirty-five years old, three years, one hundred and twenty million. Ah, uh, no, yeah, no, forty million a year. No. Number one. I'm sorry, I'm not paying that for a number for a 35 year old. I guarantee, I guarantee you, I guarantee you can't guess who number one is. Uh probably not. I'll give you a hint. Think defense. In particular, what uh, what uh. What part of the defense? All right, I'll give you another clue. Think Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Um, Nick, no, not Nick Bosa. He already signed an extension. Uh, Twenty-nine years old. Not Armstead, is it? Chris Jones. Oh, Kansas City. Yep. Twenty nine well, years old defensive tackle. He... I mean, if he gets this as a defensive tackle, God bless him. They're saying three years, ninety million. That explains it because he held out part of the year because of a contract dispute. Yeah. They're saying that's the number one free agent is Chris Jones. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure I believe that in terms of uh Well, terms I'm not, not going to pay, but... pay $30 million a year for a defensive tackle. That's the first thing. No. <laughs> no. You can draft I'm sorry, even... really good defensive tackles and really good defensive ends. I mean, you know, I loved Vince Wilfork, but I wasn't going to give him thirty mil per year. Not that's when you can... like. That's that's who they're saying are like the top fifty. Yeah, not. I, I, mean, I, I would. I would. I wouldn't give. Somebody. I wouldn't give Cousins no damn forty million a year. Uh, no. Yeah. No. I'm sorry. With his injury history. I mean, looking at that list, one of the best bargains is T. Higgins. Right. I agree. But, I mean, with his injury history, there's no way in hell I would go – I would would give Kirk Cousins – what is he asking, 40 mil per year? Well, that's what they're – that's what this this site is projecting as what he will end up with. Three years, one twenty point eight million. Yeah, no, that takes no him to age. That takes him to age thirty eight, and he, I mean, honestly, he can he can probably play to thirty eight, but he does get hurt a lot. If you, if you I mean, what do you? 
All right, see this this throws this throws another little thought into our thought about the Patriots. Yeah, I'm gonna sign Tannehill. I'm not signing Cousins <laughs> if they're going free agency route. Uh, How much does Tannehill want? He's not in the top fifty. It don't say. I would rather do Tannehill or do Brissett, especially if you're gonna if you're gonna use him to now, groom a rookie. Jacoby's in it. I think Jacoby's on here. Let me go back and look. I think Jacoby, yeah, Jacoby's forty, but they don't have any numbers on him. They don't have any oh. any idea about the contract. But he's listed at number forty, and Tannehill's not on the top forty. So they've got him ranked above Tannehill and above Mariota, and above Jameis Winston. Well, you know, yeah, I, I mean, take, Jacoby, I would take Jacoby's, if, Jacoby's played for us before. Yeah, I would take I would take Brissett if you're gonna if if you're gonna help if you're gonna take like say Spencer Rattler in the second round and you want to groom him for a year or for a year or two, you sign somebody like like a Jacoby Brissett uh, to be a bridge type quarterback. Do you do that? Do you do that, or do you, or do you, or do you try to go a year with uh, Mac or Bailey? I mean, maybe money Mac, elsewhere. but only, but only, only do it if you're actually going to commit to an offensive line around him. Yeah, because if you're not going to commit around him, then you might as well just take like, uh, or you might as well just put Zappy out there for one year. Well, you would think if they, if you would think if they were going to commit to Mac for another year or two or whatever, they would have this plan in place to go get these receivers and, and right. build around him. Uh, but with Mac, he's not a. He's not one of these guys that's going to be good throwing on the run, or or he's a he's a dual threat. He's the old school drop back. Right. I did see though that he, you know he was already starting to try and uh, uh, already starting to try and kiss ass. Uh, you know, showing up uh, showing up to the. Uh, uh, to the press conference for Gerard Mayo and everything, trying to act like a good employee, uh, though they uh, they wouldn't allow him to sit with the other players. They uh, they told him, "No, you're going. You go over to the fucking media section." And there he is, all <laughs> alone, trying to. Uh, he, he looked like one of those. He looked like one of the one of those uh, Make a Wish kids that uh, you oh know trying God. to gain sympathy. Could they, could they have? Could they have messed over Mac Jones's head any more than they have? Uh, I mean, well, that all depends. I mean, my God, he's a pro bowler in his first year, and then you give him Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. <laughs> yep. <laughs> What's he supposed to do? And he don't have an offensive line. He don't have wide receivers. <laughs> They don't. They don't have a dominating run game. They have. They have guys that are good, but they don't have the line for it to be dominating. And then Henry just. I mean, I don't. I mean, you know, we. You know, three, four years from now, we could be reading headlines from another team 
that picked up and took a chance on Mac Jones, and now he's got him in the Super Bowl. And we could be saying, yeah. damn. <laughs> well, you know what they would be saying? That motherfucking Bill Belichick uh, ruined, <laughs> ruined Mac every single opportunity he had. <laughs> I mean, yeah, hell. And now the kid, I think the, I think the key point you know, is... You know what it reminds me of, Steve? The way Jared Goff did for the Rams. He did everything he could for them, led them to the Super, did everything he could, and, and they basically said, you still ain't good enough for us. We won't match Stafford. <laughs> yeah. But to be Same fair, deal, look at what Matt you know? Stafford did. To be fair, yeah. though, look at what Matt Stafford did. But Yeah, but look what Goff's doing in Detroit. And Stafford's, Stafford's struggling now, so... Um, you know, it, it's great. I mean, you got a Super Bowl. It's great for one year, but now Detroit's pretty happy with that deal. Stafford's also getting older, though, too. He's like, he, I think he's he's about, what, the same age as Cousins, maybe a little bit older? Yeah, and and he's another one that gets hurt a lot. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't. I, how do you judge a trade? Is it worth it that you got that one Super Bowl? Or if you're Detroit, is it worth it that we moved on from a guy that's that's, that's older and, and gets hurt a lot, and, and now we've got a young guy that's going to be here for another eight or ten seasons? It depends right. on what, I, you're, I, what you base your success on. I think it works on. out for both sides. But the Rams sure did have to go into quick rebuild, because if you remember right, the way the Rams got up there, I mean, they freaking traded every draft pick they had. They went out and got everybody they could get. They were San Francisco without being smart about it. San Francisco right. knows how to make these deals and not give up everything. The Rams just said, here, what do y'all want? Because we want him. And they're like, okay, well, we'll take a one, a two, and we'll take another two that year, and we'll take a three. And give us a five. And the Rams were just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, they it's want insane. A Super Bowl. Some of the... They want a Super Bowl. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's so... insane some of the uh some of the prices that they had to pay though. But hey, they want a Super Bowl. Oh my like, god, like they, said, gutted, they want a Super Bowl. They gutted that whole franchise. Gutted it. We're down to under a minute, so uh Super Bowl tomorrow. Can't wait. Yeah, I'm gonna say San Francisco San Francisco thirty four to twenty seven. Yeah, I'll say I think it'll be closer. I think I I will say San Francisco twenty seven twenty four. I'm gonna pull I'm gonna pull from a I'm gonna pull from a boy Dre Greenlaw to have a big game tomorrow. Uh, hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.